met each other. This, if I would go back to like just how we met each other and how it started, this this relationship and how it's going to bloom now that we have time as adults here. Drink to that. Prost. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> oh, what was that? Was that my computer? First comment came in. Yeah, it sounded like a comment. It's a, it doesn't matter. Uh, oh, it was. It was my phone. And then it, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Shut mine off. Mm. That's a good idea. We should probably turn off the phones or at least put on a little sleepy. And the kids are in bed? Yeah. When I last checked, everybody's like on their way or done. So yeah, that's exactly how I left the house. I was like, I took a quick shower. I'm like, right, have a nice night, guys. Sneak out the back door real quiet. Like, <laughs> and that's the cool thing about this is like, uh, I saw in Fonzie, she's like, why are you doing this podcast? What's the whole like backup of it? I'm like, well, I think indirectly I'm doing it because I want to have like an adult conversation. <laughs> <laughs> One, <yeah. laughs> but it's like, because every time we see each other, like it's just on the streets and we're, we've both got kids kids yeah and it's just like yeah man cool catch it catch you next time and like don't eat that don't put a snail in your mouth you know that's <laughs> totally crazy yes <laughs> panic and you've got another i mean like i'm i'm seriously like uh i think with three kids i think you're there you yeah, know the flavor. But having twins you guys have twins right so that's just that and oh. they're girlies and they're at oh. that age mm-hmm. and and it's always like well i always feel like it's like they're in a phase you know, that's what I always say. Like right now they're in a phase. And then it's like, well, what phase is, is it now? Cause they've been in a phase since uh, the la- in the last four, for the last four years. It never ends. It just keeps going. And my yeah. wife is probably child number five and she admits it. Yeah. She's not happy about it, but <laughs> I've got another ball to juggle. Is that how it was in your dynamic? I mean, I think I'm the kid. Like if that's Fran- good, I it's think Franzi's like you, like you and she has oh. to take care of it because I feel like I'm more of the, but so that's your, that's your role that you pay, play. So you're kind of like, okay, everybody, we're, we're going to all get dressed now and go to school and work. Yeah. <laughs> right. Claudia. Right. <laughs> we're on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a, it's a challenge, man. I never really thought like before having kids, I never really. I don't I I don't think anybody can really grasp what it is to be a parent until you've actually done it, you know. And I don't I'm not one of those parents, you know, that's like I have three kids, you know, I'm saving the world. Oh. It's not it's an egotistical thing to do in a way too, like when a lot I, of people, yeah. In a like I when I sit there and I'm playing with my kids, they get so much back and you have a great time with them and and in the end like it's it's typical for us to kind of have this exchange where it's like you complain about it, but in the end, I don't know, I feel like um if you can get that moment where you have like a cool vacation or you get those, just those moments and you're actually present for them. I don't know. It's tons of payback. It really works it, out. It, it, it can be, way. it can. I mean, obviously the diapers and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm so ready for that to be gone. Like our little girls, How she's, she's going there. She's like at 19 months, 20 right. months. And she's looks at the big girl and sees. And so she's learning really fast. Okay. And I'm just like, that's cool. So then the diaper thing's going to be gone. And then, so she's just going to do like the whole two-year-old thing oh. for a whole year until she's three. And then I got hopefully like a good space between until she's like 12, until they're 12. But uh, your girls, uh, they're, they're not like that. They're kind of just always going, huh? Unfortunately. Well, it's, I mean, but in the other end, on the other side of it, like when they're that crazy and they're that cool, you know that like they're never going to, I would much rather have that type of child than like the sleeping in the corner, like boring child. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it all works out. All the stress we're front-loading now with so many kids at the same time yeah. is later going to turn into like beautiful people that are cool to hang out with. They're fun to talk to. They're smart. They're good travelers. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, we're working on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a mix. I mean, uh, with the the new 
dude. The, what's his name again? Cyrus. Cyrus. Cytron. Yeah, Cyborg. He, he's chill, huh? You, he's kinda, pretty... you had mentioned to me like when he first came around that he was like, he's a pretty cool baby. He's chill. Yeah, he's he's turned into a little terror overnight. <laughs> he so... watches the girls. He's like, oh, they get away with some shit. Really? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he, he wants his place in the sun. He'll start screaming and throwing fists and... Uh, but it makes sense, right? Like, uh, this is what our little girl does, too, like the smallest one. She's she's incredibly tougher than all of the other kids were. She has to be. Like, she has to kind of. Yeah, that's it. I was surprised. It turned around. He wants his place. He wants his attention from us. And when he doesn't get it, he'll just start stamping feet. And it turns out cute. And the girls give him some room. It's kind of cool. They don't realize they're just hogging the, the square. Yeah. And then he's like, boom. The square. Exactly. Basically. The square of attention. Yeah. The parents. And it's cool. Not a lot of competition. There's mutual love between them all. They all hug each other. And I like, love that, dude. Oh, it's when cool. They, when like, the kids all hug each other, when they just do it by themselves, you're like, oh, you guys are just loving each other. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have to do anything. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, generating itself. Yeah. Okay. Well, I started, I kind of went off on a rant there, but it's I, a good I, one, though. Yeah. Um, but like how I, Francie knew Claudia, obviously, because they're both from the city of. Pacewalk? How would you say that in English? Pacewalk? Pacewalk. Where do we live, man? Walk. We're fucking two Americans uh, yeah. in a, a village of 11,000 people. Yeah. Uh, old East Germany. Farming community. Farming community. I mean, how would you describe this the city of Pazewalk? Uh, well, I say Pazewalk, and people are like, how do you say it? Oh, Even yeah. Germans don't know how to, When I say it on the phone, they're like, spell that for me. Yeah. I have to listen to the Deutsche Bahn, how they'd say it. Pa- Pazewalk. Pa- Pazewalk. Yeah. Next time, <laughs> how's Pazewalk? Yeah, yeah Pazewalk. They still can't do it after 12 Pazewalk years. Pazewalk is a Amtsfreie Stadt im an Amtsfreie Stadt. What does that mean in German, in English? Amtsfreie, um, uh, yeah, weil wir zu einem großen Amt gehören. Because like Amt Ugrandatal war das früher jetzt ist das Amt Greifswald. So you have like it's kind of like the ju- judicial body on top of it is is based in Greifswald in the city of Greifswald. Okay. But whatever. So we got like eleven thousand people, and it's kind of a, co- a cool uh, history. I was thinking about doing like a little thing on the history of Pazavok actually, just for even for my family back home. Cause great. I don't know. Or for, it offers a lot. I'm surprised it's as deep as it is. I mean, it, it's old. That's yeah. The coolest thing as an American, like when you're here in these cities, you're like it's old fucking city. How old is Pazavok? Oh yeah. You were just on the Wikipedia site. How old is the city of, Oh God. Uh, this, the Slavs were in this area. They settled this and I don't know. 700 1100 something then 30 years war was here when we were fighting the the british uh horrible wars between here and sweden oh yeah so it was used to be polish or what uh, yeah okay can you do that in can you just type in uh, en before wikipedia uh, and then just take the de away it should should work i think it's yeah really short unfortunately we've we've got a Beef this site up here. The Wikipedia site is pretty skinny. So Pas- in English, Pasewalk became a, a town during the 12th century and was soon a member of the Hanseatic League. Which I thought that's a fucking cool thing. Do you know about the whole Hanseatic? Cities? Not really. No, it's you know like so you got like these cars that drive around and they have the license plate of the um, of the city. Like you can have PV PW for Pasewalk, or you have like VG for like Fulham and Greifswald. And then, like, there's a lot lot of cities that have, like, an H in front of them. So it would be, like, for Lubeck, it would be, like, HL. And, I, and I'm like, why is it Hamburg. Hamburg's yeah. HH. HH. Yeah, right. It's like, why is it double H, right? And then there's uh, Rostock. Uh-huh. H-H-R-O. R-O is Rostock uh-huh. with the H. So that's the Hanseatic uh, 
die, die gehören alle zu hanseatische Städte und diese the Hanseatic was like this old yeah thank you man dude thank awesome you. reading you gotta do this they fucking read my mind good man so the Hanseatic League oh man, we're gonna do some fucking history tonight was a commercial and defensive confederation of merchant guilds and market towns in northwestern and central Europe growing from a new from a few north German towns huh. in the late 1100s the league came to dominate Baltic maritime trade for three centuries wow. along the coast of northern Europe Hansa territory stretched from Baltic this is say it this way fucking rich this that's is why key. all these cities got so much money because they're also like even Hamburg is a city state mm -hmm. right so they're they're like we're a city and a state motherfucker and we're Hanseatic and we got we got we're balling they balling seriously yep running things they're running things free imperial free imperial city anyway so back to Pazovac 12th 12th century Amazing. Um, What's uh, we could go in three different directions based on that. So we met each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, lead, lead a little bit. I'm kind of just ranting. My wife. We moved here in 2017. Had no idea what we were doing. I didn't know anybody. I knew a little bit about the town. I had visited a few times. Met my wife here and just knew my mother-in-law. That was it. Clung to her for dear life. You know what? What the hell is going on here? And. Uh, we had a baby on the way, so a little bit of panic. That she, was Cyrus, right? So yeah. you guys had the twins, and you had so Sophie, right, is her name? We had Sophia. She was the Sophia, oldest. Yeah. She was running things. And then the twins, they were just crazy. Uh, a, a bunch of, you know, what's their reactions? We just, uh, they have a schulflicht here. We had to throw Sophia in to school again. She graduated second grade in the USA. And Done with that. Back to second grade again. And they had school until July, so we had like three more weeks of school. She go back to a bunch of school. weird first reactions like this is why why yeah. yeah but we you know did what we were told and uh, my wife's like we gotta hook up with the other American there's an another American in town I'm like really why <laughs> why? <laughs> why why is more than one person have to suffer than me no <laughs> okay we uh, suffer together bro <laughs> yes yeah, so, honestly yeah glad we hooked up because uh, had no idea. Uh, but we don't see each other very much because we're both super busy, which kind of is like the, yeah. what happens is when you have uh, kids and lives and jobs and your your wife is now uh, studying again. Yeah. So it's like now you became a teacher, but this is all I'm fast forwarding. So, mm. yeah, that was in 2017. And we finally met. And uh, it's like, you got to meet this this American. He's really cool. And I thought, yeah, I, my, my thought was like, that. you know, what's. Germans views of typical Americans cowboy hat wearing chew, uh, chewing gum chewing grawl you know gun toting yeah. freak you know who knows that it just you never bad, know bad there's character. 300 million of us you know like why yeah. is it just because like I'm the one guy in Pat that's a fucking weird thing like the further you get away from the place that you're from like it's like okay I'm in California I'm from California so if you and I met in Texas for the first time, and you're from the East Coast, from New Hampshire, right? Yep, Rhode Island, New, New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah right on. You know, so uh, we meet in Texas. We're like, yeah, whatever, man, dude. You're, you're, yeah, I, like we're in the middle, so right. I don't fucking care. You know, like having like maybe we just have a nice night and we don't know and we're like whatever. But on the other end, it's like I don't give a shit, right? But if you and I met in the Caribbean, it's kind of like oh well, we're two Americans in the Caribbean. Like, how would you get here? You fly over where, and I right. fly over there. But then you go to fucking Europe, and it's like, dude, we are homies because seriously, we, not only did we meet in Germany, like we met in this province, yeah, like the it almost feels like you almost feel like, 
the stars have aligned. <laughs> Honestly, because <laughs> how was that kind of what magical? Kind of coincidence like, is that? really, yeah. But I, but I, like I told you, I've actually there was actually two other Americans before you, so you're not my first American. You that told one. that to me, yeah, the first time we met, and, and I was like, really, this place is well visited. But and you're the I, best one so far. I appreciate it, man. You're the best too. I, <laughs> one of the good reasons for anchoring you the other me one? here. I never did. No. He's, I, well, maybe he's not here anymore. But last summer he was rocking around. So there's one dude. If you're watching this, bro, learn some German. Mm. That's the thing. That's one thing I had to they say. Like, that. You, like mm. you instantly, you instantly jumped in the books and like we're learning German. You know, I tried. Which shows like for me, it's like an instant. That's what I did too. You know, because it's like that. It's the language here, and. Uh, you just gotta like buck it up, and it's not easy. Mm. And I kind of expect I expected it to be a lot easier. For personally, I don't know how you like what your thoughts about it were. If you had like a preconceived idea of learning mm. the German language, I I was like, it's gonna be like Spanish, you know. Or I didn't really pay attention, but you know, like <laughs> yeah. six months. I thought six months I'd be tops. It took me like eighteen months to like actually do a get a job interview and like know what I like not even even then I knew I wasn't doing enough but it was enough to like they could see that I was putting out flow. the effort yeah you know? yeah no no flow but it was like I would think I even like kind of used the informal you in the interview you know <laughs> I was like what's up dude well yeah kind of like hey do you know like not not z right and, but they like thought it was cute and funny and I was like okay at least it worked in that sense but so um I guess what I wanted to say was that uh this dude like got kicked out of the army, gave up his American passport or his American citizenship and just became like an asylum uh, case of, you know, and he's like, dude, help me out with German and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, Volkshochschule, like go to the, the, the local. Oh yeah. Great people. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I, I mean, I had obviously my, my family around me. I think that's one thing mm. that you just like without having my wife's family and my wife, of course, you know, my girlfriend at the time, but like, and then all of her friends, right? Right. And they're like, okay, dude, let's, you know, we're, and without that, yeah, there's no, I don't think I would have been able to make it. Motivation, yeah. I don't know. I mean, without that support system around you, you know, it's not easy. Like, it's. I had that in, in Berlin, and I was there for nine years at this job, and my, my job was working with Americans and British people. So I had no inclination to learn the language I should have been working on nine years nine and years I'm in Berlin just, and yeah. like were you like a hundred percent based in Berlin like you never left basically? Kreuzberg yeah was, we worked and That's lived crazy. in Kreuzberg it was fun I learned a lot great people and the city was just getting off its you know post wall legs it was really starting to rock when, what time when, when were you there I got there in 94 and I stayed ah. until 2004 just the That's middle kinda like that. the badass so, time to be there huh it was kind of crazy yeah. I was getting a little sick of it it was getting a little you know, I don't want to say Western, but it wasn't, I thought, as fun as it used to be. Like, like in 94 when it was really fresh, like the wall, 89. It was crazy, yeah. And then, so like things started to pick up in the 90s, really. And then you had like this whole techno scene there. That was it. And that, were you in the techno scene or, or was it? Heavily, yeah. 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 I ended and, up uh, working for one of these crazy techno labels. There was a club connected to it. And uh, I was just an office worker yeah. for a while. And then it started to branch into DJ stuff. They needed like a That's cool. an ersatz DJ for somebody that, didn't come to and uh can you play i was like yeah i could do this yeah. and then it turned into something that was like i'd work on the weekdays my normal job an office yeah. and the weekends coming to places like Pazaba, which is how and i made the go, first did, connection did you like go to the uh, um kakaha kakaha <laughs> that's where i met my wife to be kkh yeah the kais kurasia house or, or yeah. something i don't know, know what it's it... kais kultur house there's a he's, kakaha he's, he's, in every like 
East German city, apparently. There was, like, this is their Saal, their Fest Saal. Okay. That's interesting. There's I, a, there I didn't couple, know that, man. There, See? There's a couple websites cool on Kakaha. It's got a sordid past. He's Googling. My friend that brought me out here told me, uh, I didn't know my wife at the time. Oh, they have the oh, Facebook God, site. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2020, Kakaha. We're talking about 1994, Kakaha. And back then, it's like, uh, what were the kind of de- who were the DJs back then? Do you uh, have the names even? Like, oh, like, I don't know. It was DJ, a, what was your? Did you have a DJ name? Well, the the guy that well, I was Mark Snow back then too. Nothing. That's a cool name though. Still, like people didn't believe it. It's like my wife was to be. It's like, no, really, what's your name? And I'm like, Mark fucking DJ Snow. Mark Snow. Yeah. No, really. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. No. And Matt, since the Game of Thrones Matt is like Johnson. only bullshit, right? Yeah. Like you're just Snow now. No, it's, I'm Snowman. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the guy who booked us, his name was DJ Absa. Yeah, Absa. Absa's I, huge. Yeah, like I remember that. Again. So that's that's actually in translated to um, to Ab, is it Absa or the Absin? A- it's his name's Absa, but I think it's Absin or peas. Peas. Vegetables. P e a s. And he's the the local wild guy, and I guess he's still doing stuff in Berlin. From what I understand, but um, he was running things and putting on parties. Other than that, it was uh, shout out to DJ Amsa. Yeah, I hope he's still rocking stuff. I mean, it's like new wave parties or something. He's bringing in big money, I guess. So right on, good for him. Was was he something that that, like when the whole thing went down with um, with uh, Berlin Calling? Hmm. Did you watch that movie? I did not. No, I've heard about it though. Yeah, it was for me like uh, as an outsider because I wasn't in that scene. And people told me, like, Remington, if you watch that, that's kind of how it was. Like, it was a good way. Like, in Kite, oh, cool. Kite Brenner, uh, Paul Kite Oh, right. And, yeah, uh, he was around. Yeah. Um, but wasn't, isn't Paul the little brother and the older dude uh, is um, – uh, they've got they, – there's mm. two. There's two, isn't there? Two uh, – you need a microphone, bro. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, – who's the older one that did the movie? Because Paul was a little brother, right? Um. I gotta get Eric a microphone, cause he, we have him now. I actually have an extra microphone. He's talent in the making. Kite Brenner, Paul, 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 and Fritz. Oh, brothers. Fritz is the brother. Fritz oh. is the younger brother. Fritz Didn't is, know that. Wow. And Paul, Paul is the is the guy in the movie. That, wow. And Fritz, like he's he was. I didn't even like. I think he was even in New Brandenburg like a while ago. Huh. Okay. Anyway, I've got to see that. Um, the the Berlin Calling it was typical. Like this whole, they showed the whole drug scene, obviously, because that had a huge role in this whole. But in the in the end, it was kind of like wasn't after the wall. It was like peace and love and MDMA and like ecstasy kind of a thing. It wasn't necessarily like what you think of when you think of like someone you know snorting cocaine or something like that, like a Wall Street guy or aggressive. It was more like love and happiness and freedom after this whole, uh, this whole. Um, you know, socialistic uh, society finally crumbled. You know, yeah. And, like when I when I came here, that was you already had that in '94 to like 2004. But when I first came here and I came in like 2006, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, that shit's still like in the and people. You know, that's a generation. That, I'm talking to my father-in-law and he's like, dude, I like I raised up my I raised my kids in that society. You know, true. Yeah, that, that was, was a weird. massive impact. And that, I think that's what really glued me to that area too. I was just—I uh, lived in New York City before I came to Berlin, and I was there for the music industry. I was in marketing. I did well. You got a lot of traveling, and that was the reason we went to Berlin during a love parade. 
Love Parade, exactly. And I, they, they thought, well, if you want to work, we were going to become allied to this Berlin company, which I eventually worked for. And they said, if you want to be part of us um, and be the U.S. distributor for our music, why don't you guys come on over and see this love? I had no idea what I was getting into. Love Parade. What sounds really weird. Was it like the first one that they had? Because they kind of started it all right in that time. Period. July 94. So it was like the third or fourth year. Yeah. And they were still marching. I think it was the last year they went down uh, Kurfürstendamm, like the the Broadway of Berlin okay. or the 42nd Street. And I was like, freak show. Like, this is amazing. And I quit my job. And I moved to Berlin with a backpack six months later, and my then girlfriend. It was just, it just like you were like, that's it. I was blown away. I met my, I met my girl. Yep. Uh, what you met Claudia? That came later. Okay, so that, that was a different later. girl. Okay. Um, right. At the time, you know, this girl had a German passport as well as an American, one of these you know multinationals, and uh, like our kids. Yeah, it was just one of these weird things where international travel and e-commerce started becoming common, and uh, yeah, Berlin had this mag, um, Germany as a whole had this yeah. magnetism east and west just kind of healing its wounds and coming together yeah. i was drug free i was just drinking a lot but uh yeah. it just really worked for me and alcohol, alcohol is also a drug mr snow unfortunately <laughs> that's what they say that's what they say yeah i'll put that down um so it really caught like it enamored you from right up right at the beginning amazing like, yeah i was like new york city is nothing on that's this city. crazy too right? yeah because that's a lot city to say and i do love new york i have great new yorker friends but when they yeah. come here they i mean a lot of it's those just guys a different feel it's a different vibe it's not necessarily yeah. better or worse. it's just a that's what I, yeah, I should say yeah yeah like i know what you mean like i i mean i have never really i never lived in new york i've just only been there for the short like short trips and stuff but it just even like yeah it's just Berlin is just Berlin. There's nothing like it in the whole world. I can't imagine that there could be another Berlin anywhere. You know, it's just. I was I was one of the first expats in that scene, the techno scene, to move out there, and the New Yorkers that would come and visit me afterwards couldn't blame me. I felt bad, and New York is second to none for a lot of stuff. But when they would come over, it was gratifying that I to hear from their feedback that I wasn't doing something stupid. Like, what are you thinking? New York yeah. is New York. New York. Yeah. I'm from. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And they thought, oh, this really makes sense. This is amazing. What everybody's doing here with techno and club scenes and uh, what you can do. You know, in New York City, they had like crowd capacity rules and you couldn't have smoke machines per, you know, so much smoke per cubic meter and fire alarm codes. I mean, vicious club politics. They'd call the police on each other's parties. Yeah, it was very, very nothing was happening already, and in yeah. Berlin like you could cut this the air with us a, a knife was so thick with cigarette smoke and I didn't smoke but I thought this it's is anarchy feeling when you're partying you can't fucking see what you're doing <laughs> it's awesome it, it was bizarre so uh, that 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 connected to me as far as That's something true. new I mean as far as like if you're gonna think about it as like a like if you're gonna party right if you're gonna if you're just like tonight we're gonna party it's ten o'clock. I love that whole thing where like you just I used to do that in Vegas. Like you, you, I get I get up around six p.m. and by about ten o'clock I'm like I'm shit shower and shave. I would always say you know like you got to get your the three basic. s's yeah. and then it's like let's go party and you're like clear eyed ready to go. Don't eat anything. Like oh. eat something little. Just eat a little something because and then and then it's like you're on you're on the floor around eleven or whatever and it's starting to hit and then like you, you do that in the states. I mean unless you're in Las Vegas. Because they don't really, but Las Vegas is is just a whole different different thing. That's it's just too fake. It's, it's own just, planet. It's all, yeah. yeah, but it's all just it's not, 
it's just all too much because like in Berlin, it's happening all the time. So if it's a Tuesday night and you go to the right club and it's like, uh, what's like Watergate or I don't know where the clubs that were working back in the day, like what was the name of the club that you used to work at? Like that was connected to the label. That was Trezor. It's still there, right? Yeah. You go to fucking Trezor. We can get on the massive. train right now. Yeah. And you fucking get it's some techno on Wednesday night. They have it's one of the best nights of the week. It's, it's one of the best nights. Yeah, five euro cover charge, and the, I don't even think they pay the DJs. They call it headquarters. So it's like these no name guys fighting for to make a name for themselves. Yeah, here it is, Trezor. There's a, look at that fucking website. They've been there since day one, and uh, yeah. they're great people. They they run a good shop. Shout out the, the, to yeah, honestly, the the guy running the show, I'm Dimitri, just name dropping now, <laughs> Dimitri Hageman. Yeah, I should give him props. He really, uh, he really owns. He, uh, he runs things over there. It's a good thing, and he's a good guy too. He's not like a slime ball promoter. Has or, he been there from day one? Yeah, yeah. He started off just he hit it at the right time and had great ideas, and he's he's still just an amazing uh, person to talk to. That's so cool. Like, and that's actually says a lot for someone because you would think in this industry that it's one of these burnout industries where you, it, like, you just get caught up in in the game and you're just uh, you're doing drugs and drugs can just wear on you. But if you stay clean, if you stay away from that, you put it in its place and be like, that's just part of the deal. And or even oh, if yeah. it's like a recreational thing, but it's like drinking wine. You know, I yeah. don't need to. I don't need to like you know make the huge table full of whatever. <laughs> it's just like everything in moderation. And life is not about uh, doing benders every night, even though it's a Wednesday night, right? Yeah. Like, that's kind of a hardcore. Like, you go down there and it, it, you're like, wait a minute, so what's tomorrow? And they're like, sleeping, you know? Or maybe it's like the third day and it's a different scene, you know? Totally. But totally. to go to part, what I wanted to say is like in New York, if you started up at 11 o'clock, it's two, I don't know what time they close. In California, it's 2 a.m., is it's time to turn the lights yeah. on. And they fucking turn the lights on on the dance floor. You're like, yeah. dude. Just bright lights. Yeah, England too. They shut down about twelve. Twelve lights on, and the the bouncers are like p kicking people out because like, get the fuck out. They're soaked. They're totally zonked. So everybody gets in the parking lots in England where I was, and uh, they do something called glassing. They'll smash a bottle and glass you in the face because that's the thing to do. It's like cool. We were <laughs> Thanks, with these. Bro. Yeah, we were Trezor people <laughs> in England, and they're like, oh, we got to see me play in Leeds, but be careful, don't get glassed. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, or from New York. I know what's going on. Yeah. No, and they told me. I was like, that's insane. So it's a, a whole different culture, shut, shutting down, similar to Vegas, but in New Hampshire, nothing going on. But at 1230, they, they kick you out. They stop serving. Yeah, and that's kind of like, a, like even when my wife and I, we did like a, a second ceremony in California. And, <laughs> okay, my mom's going to listen to this, and she's going to be like, well, honey, but it was a nice party, you know? And I'm like, yeah, mom, it was. It was a nice party. But even then, even but even our, like, Ceremony, you know, it was like 11 o'clock at night. Everyone's just like, oh, you know, mm. and when we did our party here, we partied till four or five in the morning, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's like, and, and it was like everyone and the old people too expected it. Yeah. Like they were just part of it. They're like, cool. You know, we're taking off, whatever, you know, like three 30. All right. You know, cool. And, huh? and just, it's like, if you're going to party then do it that way or just don't do it at all, you know, Good like, point. yeah, I don't know. It's a different mindset. It's totally. a different mindset. And I think that it's in this scene, like having that thick, Thing of smoke and like going there and ha it's just it adds to this whole this whole uh, the, the whole um, I don't know the whole experience is just what it should be and I and Berlin is 
is special for that. Even, oh, totally. Even in Hamburg, I, I don't know. Have you been to the Hamburg scene a little bit? A little bit. It was it's different. more rocky, huh? It's like more rock music. I felt like, or like more uh, yeah. like alternative, uh, more of like straight edge kind of. They've got some hip hop, from what I understand. And I went to a couple of techno parties, but um, this the scene on the streets is a little weird too. It's just because of this district, the Reeperbahn. What's it called? Yeah, yeah the Reeperbahn. They've got their red light thing in the background there, but a lot of sailors running around. It's a little edgier. Yeah. Um, I was in Hamburg for like a year and a half or two years, and we had some neighbors, and the dude was like a drummer. Oh wow! And so he like brought us to one of the oh, shows. Oh great! And, and it was crazy. It was so fucking loud, dude. I was just like, and he, and he's doing, he's doing his thing, and it was cool. But I remember one good experience I had there. I actually got to see um, uh, Moon Boudica. Oh no, kidding! Wow! And it was like, like just tiny, like small, you know. And they usually do these huge arenas or whatever. And it was like just one room, and he was great. just, and it was nothing like their album, right? Like he's just making music on this. You know what I'm saying? And wow. Then, People were just, uh, I was, I just, just, I was gone. My fr- Franzi was just like, where were you? You know, <laughs> I was just by myself just dance on the floor all night. Oh, great. You, know? you ever have those moments? Like, oh yeah. Where you're just like, I'm in, this is my world. Like I'm not even here to check cool. out chicks or like, you know, oh, bullshit with my, I like bullshitting with my buddies too. You ever have those nights where you have like no voice the next night? He's just sitting in, like, in a huge loud club having a full on conversation, you know? <laughs> yeah. Been there. Oh yeah. But in 2004, so what brought you back? What what had you go back to the states? Like, what was your? Was, uh, was it just kind of like, okay, I'm done with it. Ten years is actually a good good stint, right? It was like, good. I was I felt like I was getting old, you know. And I was working. I I was taking um cash on the weekends for DJ gigs, yeah. and there was no kind of like, I thought I was getting nervous because I didn't have any like projection for the future. As an older guy, I thought I'm hitting 34 at the time. I yeah. thought, Christ, 401k, what's that? I have no idea. Um, I better get like a real job uh, on the weekends. You're talking. I, I had a steady girlfriend, my wife to be, but you're meeting girls in clubs at on the weekend, and things are getting crazy. Everybody's drunk, and the kids are 18, 19, yeah. if that. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I gotta. This is dangerous. This I is should probably yeah. walk away from this. It's good, but uh, but you got the feeling you're like it's not my scene anymore. Really, I had a college degree. I should probably do something now. Yeah. So I, I wanted to go to the States. I'd been there for nine years, and uh, I think I think the charm of Berlin was starting to wear off. I thought, if I stay in Europe, I want to go a little bit more wild, go to Budapest maybe, or okay. Poland. If things don't work out with this girl, let's go teach English in Japan. Hell with it. You know, I, I'm still young. Anything, right? I, was, I was open, yeah. yeah. So I went to the States. Yeah, um, yeah I brought my, my wife-to-be over on a 401k, or not a 401k, some kind of visa. A fiance visa. There's a number for it. We have to apply for it before you even take off, kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. it's all got to get settled on German soil. Ah, okay. Then she gets in the mail the uh, the permission by the you know the almighty U.S. authorities to <laughs> yes, you may marry. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you may come over. Uh, she had to do go to Frankfurt for a state interview because they couldn't do it in New Hampshire, even though they've got like a, a green card processing facility in the next. State over in Vermont. They said we we can't do it here. She's got to go back to Frankfurt. So the, it's the joys of of I mean, just uh, how many things. It's crazy, huh? Yeah. Like you, you, that's one of those things too. Like the the root idea is just to just to stay together with your wife or your at the time at the, your girlfriend and and move back home, and it turns into like this huge administrative uh, uh, like heap of yeah. But you guys got it figured out. It came close to just like I'm gonna go to Germany. 
I think you did the smart thing. Stay here and do the whole paperwork. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know what you, if there's an advantage. No, I, it was it a, it's crazy. A, it's insane. No matter what, uh. like even like if I was to take like we Franzi and I have gone through that situation before too. Like what happens if we? What if we wanted to move back? You know, <clears throat> what would we do? How would you do it? And we had this whole thing that was. I and I could be wrong because it's kind of like a mix between googling, going on the United States website, and calling like the person that doesn't give a shit at the yeah. embassy. You know, like. <laughs> I had to. I have a good one. I have a good story. Yeah, please. Uh, my Honestly. passport. Oh God. Okay. It's gonna be so. Alone. You have to, every ten years, mm-hmm. got to redo it, right? And it's connected to uh, my uh, permanent residence permit. Okay. Right. So I have one. I have a permanent residence permit because I married Franzi, and we were still to, we stood together for three years after we got married in Germany. After those three years, I can be like, thanks, Franzi, for the three years. Peace out. I can stay here now. You know. Cool. So yeah. you earned it. Yeah. You sw- yeah. I. I. I I earned those three years. Yeah, let me tell you. it's not easy, man. It's they don't make it easy here. So, yeah. but but the um, thing is, it's connected to my passport. So like when my passport starts to run out, I have to get a new one. So here I am in Germany, living my life, and I'm like, okay, time for a new passport. So what do I need to do? You know, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I call the embassy, and, and there's a list, and they go on the website, and you can see all the things that you need to do, fill out the forms, whatever. That's no, it wasn't actually too big of a deal. The, the 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 problem was is that I had to pay my mom knows this story because she had to literally write me a personal check from her bank account. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mommy, <laughs> that I got my at, at the age of 37 almost. Uh, you were able to pay my $110 fee because the United States you, government mm-hmm. wants the money to come. It has to come. It can't be in cash. I couldn't even go down to my bank and like give me dollars and I send it to the embassy in Berlin. Like even the embassy in Berlin or in Frankfurt is like, dude, it needs to be a check and it needs to be from an account that's based in the United States. I'm like, I don't have a United States bank account anymore. I just don't have it. Like yeah, I used to have why? one. Well, I mean, there could be a reason why I have I just don't. I haven't had one for like 10 years. I uh, I used to have one and I used to transfer the money back and forth and you just pay these stupid fees mm. for like the tra- and I was like, well, what's the point? I just I make money. My money that I make is in euros, so I just put have my German bank account and and he's like yeah, I'm like 2000, it was 2019 at the time. It was like last uh, summer. I was like, PayPal, you know, like it's kind of like an American company, right? He's like, Elon Musk founded it. He, Elon Musk, you know, that's a boy. But he's like, no, uh, uh, sorry, dude, it needs to. So I have to call my mom and she had to send me a check to, to Germany. And then I had to like send that. And then with all the things like the photo and the application form, uh, and I had to send my fucking passport to them, my original one. So here I, I did am. too. Yeah. So I'm here. And oh. I can't even like if I, if I, and I go to Poland sometimes for training, you know, and I was like in Poland and they control you, you know, they're like, Hey, where you, what are you doing? <laughs> American boy driving from, you know, Pazowak to Stettin, you know, to this, yeah. to the really nice city. But, and so I, I didn't, I, I had like, so I had like made a photocopy of my passport so that I took it with me. And so then I had like the whole stories and like, I even had like the receipt for like sending it to the embassy with me. I'm like, I got to take that shit with me. Cause if they yeah. fucking control me, I'm going to, before they figure that out, I'm going to be in like a 48 hour holding. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> just because uh, the United States government can't accept electronic payment for yeah. uh, in 2019 for a passport for your convenience. Yeah, yeah, it's like a hundred ten dollar fee, which is like okay, that's 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 is what it is. That's that's doable, but like anyway, what we were talking about before that, before I went on my rant again. 
Uh, we're going on. Um, I got to take some shit to calm me down. I'm just rambling, man. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, the trials and tribulations of international yeah, relationships. Yeah, because you went over there with Claudia, and it was kind of hard at first. You guys had like a, a you had to wait six months before you could go, or how was it? Like, yeah, it was like uh, we waited almost. Let's see. She came over in 2007, February 2nd. We flew over there on a fiance visa. She couldn't enter the country, or at least we couldn't marry over there legally. She'd have to have this invitation. Um, so we're waiting around for an official invitation from the U.S. Embassy to get a, a facial recognition, to check her thumbprint, to make sure this girl is the same girl that applied. Okay. And we had to front load that application with loads of uh, translated love letters and uh, uh, yeah, really invasive shit. Um, aff <laughs> you know, affidavits from my German. I'm not going to go into detail there, but I definitely can. Bizarre. So, honey, yeah. Pro yeah, proof of relationship. And you had to really go deep. Uh, canceled flight tickets, uh, flight itineraries, um, photos, and dated photos, and what was going on, who's in the photo, when was this taken, where. I get it. So it's like that you're not faking this whole thing so yeah, that you can just, stay there. Yeah, just a big box. But what's this whole mail order bride thing? Yeah. So it's, that's like that's they, an industry in so its So they just like produce all that shit fakely then? I guess so. Yeah, while my legit bride-to-be, or we had married at that time, but she was taking English classes. She was convinced to, to work as a nurse over there. She's yeah. trained here, but the credentials weren't really translating over there That's well. Another thing. They're like, what is this? Uh, and like, no, this girl's high-tech. You can work with her. Oh, well, and she said, I got to take this English. They're looking at their stupid manual from the 70s. Yeah, like, um, does not compute. Yeah. So she had to get like a GED, like an equivalency of a yeah. high school diploma. Yeah. So she's going to take English classes to get that up there. And Jeez. she met all these like Asian women from Polynesia and I don't know, Philippines. Okay. Doing these the male order brides. Yeah. And they're doing the GED together. And yeah, she said she was, they're all <laughs> right. waiting and we're waiting for their husbands and partners to show up and pick them up after school. And they're all sharing their stories. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> And like, oh, how did you know? Why did you get married? Oh, and she's like, oh yeah, my husband and I, and we're in love. And she said, and they're like, oh, that is so nice. Love. You you married for love? <laughs> oh, what a foreign concept. And she told me, I thought, the world yeah. is so upside down. We really sweated blood to get her in the country legally, and yeah. we went through. I don't know if if it was because she's from a formerly Warsaw Pact country that she went under the magnifying glass a lot longer than I thought, or if I was in Berlin for a while under the radar and they thought, well, maybe this guy's a spy. Yeah. Let's triple filter these two. Yeah, you're definitely a spy, bro. Oh man, I look suspicious and all those translated love letters have gotta be forged. You know, it was yeah. just really weird, so. We're both spies. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. So um, that's crazy, though. Yeah, but that, yeah. that almost tore us apart. Like it's stressful for a relationship, right? Like the whole thing adds like another layer of complexity on top of like we just want to get down and have a good time. I can understand <laughs> one side of it. The State Department doesn't want anybody. They don't want to pay like uh, for anybody's misfortune. Like if she shipwrecks financially, it's like I have nowhere to go. Yeah. Here I am. Pay for my medical bills. Yeah, but something. on the other side of it, like if you think about it's just obvious, right? Because how many things do you hear about what happens and what happens even in Germany? And if you switch it around, because you, you actually, you know, you immigrated to Germany. We had to do the same thing. And I had to do the same thing. And, and people would always like a lot of friends and family on that would hear what I'm going through. 
which is the same. It's just, it's just the same. It's a different uh, it's a different exact story, but it's just like more work than it should be. Let's just make it draw that line there for normal people. It's... Yeah, and and on top of like actually having to live your life, and so people would always be like, yeah, but that's just the German. That's just how the Germans are. And I'm like, well, I don't think it, like when you tell me that story, it's like, no, it's not just a German thing. Yeah. It's a, it's just a general. But but at the same time, like this immigration that's so tricky for people that are really want to work, mm. want to pull their line and do all that. But if I just come over illegally and don't tell anybody, I can stay there for 20 fucking years and no one Weird. says shit. And I just make cash. and don't pay any taxes. Yeah. And they don't. And nothing ever happens. Isn't that funny? I mean, I worked in the restaurant industry and I'm and and like California, make no mistake about it. Like without these illegal immigrants in California. Have a good time. Like they, they're the backbone of yeah. the of the um, what's the the industry there? The the uh, fruit and like the oh right. I can't even. Oh my English is so terrible. No farming. We need to talk about this. Well, yeah, the they're the backbone of the agricultural industry uh, of California, right? New York City restaurants. It's just like flounder. without these uh, dudes washing dishes, doing all the jobs that like uh, our little pretty bo- this little pretty boy doesn't want to do. Right. You know these industries wouldn't be wouldn't be. Making money, but at the same time, um, Claudia, you know, she came and she had a she had a full on high school diploma in Germany, uh, which is like a thirteen year diploma at the time. So, yeah. like, I'm I looked at I'm looking at what my cousin uh, or my 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 niece right now is studying. She's eighteen, and I'm looking at the stuff that she's studying. I was like, dude, I didn't have I didn't even have that in college. Know. You know, I know. And then she was a nurse on top of that in Germany, right? Mm-hmm. So she. She's a certified nurse in Germany. Highly qualified. Highly qualified. Goes back to the United States, and they're like, well, you need a high school diploma. Yeah. Before you can. And then was she able to become a nurse afterwards? She could, yeah. Okay. So she she was able. Then after that, like, okay, cool. The gates are open. You can now. uh, Was she a. But not a registered nurse. It was like kind of a different level, right? I think that came. That's a crazy credential to have, right? It is. It is. She had the chops, but. I think like you, we were victim of looking online and these guys said, do this and yeah. this manual. And nobody the fucking 70s. knows anything. That's the thing. No. Nobody knows. Right. There's we're, a Facebook group actually that I got into. That I'm was, sure. Like these days, it's, oh. they're like, these people are helping each other. It's like you and I are sitting down there and helping oh. someone else trying to do the same problems that we went through. You no, know? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm thank God for the internet because sometimes I don't know how they did it earlier, but, uh, you're fighting to survive and people have these similar stories and they're actual. It's not like this happened 10 years ago and they've changed the rules since, but it's like, Oh, last week this happened to me. Don't let this happen to you. Yeah. Mutual support groups. But, um, yeah, she's speaking with New Hampshire n- nurses and they're like, well, it says here and they're speaking English. Yeah. Perfectly clear. Yeah. You have to take an English test. Well, I mean, really? All I, right. Yeah. I, I, that could be a problem. English, but she probably learned it pretty quick, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. she. That's why she's doing that GED thing. Passive flying colors, top yeah. of the class, yeah. and then it was like, oh, now you need a credential, double filter, triple check from this company in Miami, Florida, which set, spoke volumes. Like, oh, really? These guys are the experts on this. Okay, for okay. New Hampshire Board of Nursing. Gotcha. Okay. Pay them the fee. Get yeah. get the credential. Okay. Now we can work as an RN. She worked out great. Right on. She loved it. Yeah. She she uh, went through a couple jobs and then. Uh, I, I gotta say, she, the first five years she didn't like living in New Hampshire. Didn't like, which is weird. First five years, man. It took five out of ten years. Half after half time, she didn't like it. One day <laughs> she takes came. A special type of person. Yeah, well, she's. Just, I don't know if it's like 
what we might refer to as German inflexibility or lack of just like hating it, but just grinding through that shit. Yeah, That's German. Like, oh, they even like German. road rules. She couldn't understand like four way stops. Yeah. In Germany, we so do this. The and person like, on the right goes first every fucking time in Germany. What's yeah. this whole life? It's like, no, I was there first, motherfucker. I'm going first. And you, you kind of wink at each other. I don't other even break at the stoplight. I just go first. Hand <laughs> motions. and just, that, This does not work. does not compute. <laughs> right. Don't you love those differences sometimes, though? Oh, yeah. You can write a fucking book. I mean, I'm sure someone already has about just the, these these like tiny little differences. Um, they can go on for days. Uh, at five years, she finally, it clicked. I think she was driving down the street and listening to some music, window down, road trip kind of thing. And she's like, yeah. this is actually fucking okay. Yeah. I like it here. Yeah. I like my life. And then she couldn't, she didn't want to leave it, which was kind of cool. I thought, all right, she's really into it. We had three kids and uh, number four is on the way. She's a few months pregnant and things started to get kind of crazy. Like, how are we going to do this? And school shootings were on the rampage and That's headlines one crazy thing about the states huh shite and i thought i i have no response i have no rebuttal for this like it's gonna be okay honey we haven't had a shooting in our was school she pregnant at the time yeah yeah, yeah. That's hard like, let's go back to germany reason with a pregnant woman about the safety of your children i'm i'm there i, I had a full-time yeah. job i was traveling all the time and i thought well, we haven't had a mass shooting there was one in connecticut which is a couple states over from new hampshire where i lived but the the weapons laws were just as crazy as everywhere else. I thought, I you know I'm not gonna say it's gonna be all right. I don't I can't guarantee anything right now. It's so there was nuts. a bad wave, huh? There's always kind of like a bad wave. Yeah, there. it's just I don't know too I, many guns. Yeah, and that was yeah. I I couldn't I had no like Kampfmittel. I had nothing to Kampfmittel. Yeah, to yeah, to tell her like nothing to fight the with. U.S. Uh, you know mental health. Uh, you know, people are taken care of here. I know that people get their mental health they need. The weapons laws filter out all the crazy people. There's nothing going on there. I could every person that had a machine gun was a nutcase and yeah, yeah. wiping kids out. And I thought with three kids in school, yeah. I, I yeah, what are we gonna do? It is crazy, you know. I mean, I grew up with guns, like whole full on, and I have a positive relationship to guns, and. But since I've been in Germany and since I've had children in Germany, I've never had to actually have to like face this, this, this dichotomy in my head, you know, like this, this double sided thinking that I have, mm. because obviously I think like that too, as a parent, right? Like All of a sudden, the, the, yeah, before it was not a problem. And now it's I like, I can't even fucking watch a movie fuck. where a kid gets hurt anymore. And I'm oh. like, oh, poor boy. What happens to the parent? You know, and like, yeah. everything. Been, but now it, it like, but the other side of it is like, I grew up with my dad taking me i mean <laughs> okay so all all of the fathers in my life are going to watch this so like you have to kind of say what dad was that okay. <laughs> gotcha but my 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 um like mark is for me like he's he was my uh my my he was with my mom from like i don't know i was thinking like kind of kindergarten, first grade-ish, all the way to high school. And then we've always stood in contact, you know? Oh, cool. So, and he was, he... So he's key years, too. Yeah, full on, you know? Like, you have, like... And my, my biological dad, we always had a relationship, even during that time, obviously, yeah. you know? But he was, for me, like this, this... Like, we'd go on the weekends, and we'd go shooting, just like me and him. He was a, a Department of Fish and Game Wildlife. Oh, cool. Is, uh, yeah, you know, he retired, but... Um, so that was his... 
it was just like as a boy, he's, he was like a glorified boy scout, you know, with a, <laughs> with a gun, right? Yeah. And he was the kind of dude, like a lot of those guys are like hunters and stuff, you know, and he wasn't really much, he was never a hunter, um, but he he was a shooter. He liked to go out and shoot targets and, Cool. And, he, and I, he, at 10 years old, I, there's a picture of me, and I got like a 357 Magnum, and he's teaching me. That's the first gun that I learned to shoot on. And I just remember, like, those are moments I've had with my dad are, like, so bonding. Wow, you know? yeah. So when someone says to me that, like, you know, the guns are the problem, I think, well, you know, that's kind of a hard thing to say because, like, I didn't my, – my father taught me so well about guns that I didn't even trust my own buddies. Oh, cool. You know what I mean? Like, like when my friends would come over because he would confiscate from other hunters, he would confiscate their rifles and stuff, and he would ca- catch them hunting illegally in, oh, the, wow. in the Angeles uh, mountain range in Los Angeles is where we lived at Good. the time. Good, nice. So there's, like, dudes up there, and he would – and so he has to keep them in his closet before, like, until it goes to court. Wow. Because it's like evidence, you know? So you could go into this closet any given day of the week and open up. There's like 15 rifles <laughs> just sitting in the corner, you know? It's like every kid's dream. Like, yeah. Aww. And my buddies, dude, they're like, Dad, your dad's fishing game one. Like, well, show me the fucking goods, you know? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I would just Hell be like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, I don't. Even like my best buddy, Tim, like, I was like, all right, well, I'll show you, but we're not touching shit because I wow. knew, because I know, like, he's going he's gonna to grab it and just be like, yeah, you know Tim. I yeah. know Tim. Tim Smith. Is he watching? Oh, it's a very American name. Tim Smith. Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Right. Um, he's. I think he's living in Idaho now. But anyway, like uh, the, the whole thing with with that was that like, uh, the, you know, the dad said to me, the gun is always loaded. All these cool things, and it's kind of like uh, the survival thing oh, too, wow, right? Yeah. It's kind of like I was talking to my son the other day. I was like, you want to like go learn how to shoot a bow and arrow? You know? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. There's something about yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I. But the. But obviously, in the big. In the. In the big picture, when you see the school shootings and stuff, like w- how it's a. It's a just a different argument, you know. Totally. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, you, that's the way the way you grew up is the way it should be. Honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's cool. Yeah. As a kid, I, I work with kids now, and they're telling you what 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 do you find better, uh, the USA or Germany? I'm like, well, one bad side is you know, as a kid, I thought machine guns were awesome. You know, I'm I'm Bowyer Siebsisch, yeah. 1970 born. So Rambo is a big thing, and our chicks in in bikinis is like seriously. <laughs> I fucking love those videos. They just, yeah, <laughs> what's better than one M60 machine gun? It's two, <laughs> like sliced alone. Yeah, bum 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 bum. I always wanted that in high school. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Nobody's gonna fuck with a kid with two M60s. Yeah. It's different when you have kids, so it's I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a huge argument, and it's interesting to see where the states goes with that now. What I liked about Berlin, I think, and what kept me kind of there is, um, there was a big the, the big Astemai Kavalen that these May Day riots, literally, yeah, and they'd yeah. burn cars and garbage bins were on fire, and it was big. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not a big sure. If demonstration, right? Yeah, like, like communist people are in there, or you know, anarchists. And pull it, pull it up, man. What's yeah, my demos. Yeah. Berlin uh, Kreuzberg, and it was a big fucking thing. Thousands of kids come from all over and just have these. They're just pissed off, and there's a par- a parade, a Is demonstration it? itself, and then what goes on after that? It's like Kreuzberg. Yeah, they burned down a. A mosque apparently one year not religiously related uh, apparently so it's, i was going to ask you that like is it for the left yeah it's and i'm not, i can't really tell you i was observing it from a, an american point of view but yeah you can see pictures see of burnt skalitzer strasse this is all that's right the the bolus supermarket on the right 
Sorry, <laughs> Eric. Yeah, yeah, tip is not. That's where we have work for us, man. We've got to really te- yeah, teach the folks out there. Yeah. But anyway, the tendency to violence, German style, yeah. where the cops are getting rocks and stuff thrown at them, and cops are getting helicoptered out of there because they're wounded. They're, they're tearing up the cobblestone streets, the demonstrators, and throwing. Throwing them at the cops. And guys are getting seriously, and you see them in their riot gear. Like bloody. It's serious, like, like more football than football. It's like these big throat protectors and armored helmets. Yeah. And little girls that are like police are like these like <laughs> RoboCop. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm taking pictures. And they run up to me like, what the fuck is that? And you know, dot and shoots. And I didn't understand what they're saying. But from the hand signals, it's like, I'm not supposed to take pictures of the... Oh, the oh, oh, because shit. yeah, didn't yeah. know, but they didn't beat me down. I didn't get shot. I didn't get arrested. And it was like this tolerance that even though these guys are getting Molotov cocktails, and you can see what's going on. It's pretty crazy. Back then, it was a, it was kind of unique. They're pissed off as hell, but the cops were cool. Yeah, that's kind of the weird thing when you when you like never have been outside of the states. And you see pictures of, of that happening in Europe, you're like, "Fuck, bro!" Serious throwdown. Yeah. Yeah, but it's because when that shit happens in the states, everyone's got a goddamn gun. Yeah, people get tear ha- gassed, and yeah, but like when that happens here, like you said, it's like the worst thing that happened. Like maybe some knives, and maybe like one, like maybe out of that huge crowd of like I don't know, fifty thousand people, or I don't know how many, how big the demonstrations Lowest. are, but like there might be two. Dudes with a gun just randomly, and they're never going to use it. They probably no, no, probably no guns. Like literally, that's the thing. It, like it, only the cops have the guns, and they don't even fucking using them. Maybe even the cops don't have guns. I, I lived like, in New York City, yeah. and the, the cops are pretty cool. But uh, you know, in, in New Hampshire, shot. hometown, yeah, you're shot running around late at night. They're gonna bother you. The cops will pull up. And what, are you, what are you doing? And what's your thing? And it's like, why are you fucking bothering? It's New Hampshire in the middle of the night. I'm going home. Get the fuck off my back. And they're like, eh, blah, blah, they hassle you because they're just bored. Yeah. But there, the worst that can happen is, uh, you know, guys, they're, they're medevacking. Police officers are wounded from these stone throwers. Molotov cocktails are going off. Cars are burning. Yeah. Absolute anarchy. And then the worst thing happens that the Germans bring out the tolerant Germans. They hit the tipping point and the cops bring out the Wasserwerfer. Yeah. It's like water cannon trucks, which sounds silly. Yeah. But it's pretty serious. But that, that shit will fuck you up. And the, that's when the anarchists kind of run away. Yeah. So I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, 39 police officers wounded, 44 arrested. Yeah. I mean, like, that's one thing, like, uh, being. Being a cop in, in being a police officer, whether you're the regional or you're like um, kind of like on the state level, no, thank you. I know no. that was something that really got me from the very first. That was like really astounding to me. Uh, being in a park one time in Berlin, we lived in Berlin at the time when I first, like, probably the first couple of years. Oh, we cool. Here. Yeah, I was. I I actually, when I look back at, I could have definitely gotten more out of that situation i was so busy with myself trying to just do the language thing but anyway we had a we had like a cool afternoon we're at a park and there's like this it's a next to a residential area on the on the spray like on the river there right and so we like uh we encroached this space that you're not supposed to encroach but there's like a certain boundary that you on even in the park itself where you're not allowed to do your barbecue because it's too oh. close to like the residential area which i think is like 50 meters and it was so busy the park was so busy and stuff. And so we just kind of like, like, fuck it, you know, we're just going to be like halfway in the middle, you know, and, and people were already kind of pushing the line. And so we were out there and we had like a, and one of the dudes had a dog with them 
And so, sure enough, you know, two uh, like on the on foot officers just kind of trail, you know, cruising by, and they, they kind of like we knew they kind of saw us, and they were like, okay, here they come, right? You know, mm, like uh, this, the it. man, the car, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm both of my parents, like. My mom uh, became a CHP officer, California Highway Patrol officer. Oh wow! Uh, when I was uh, in like freshman year of high school, and then she married a CHP officer short after that. Yeah, uh, Craig is my father number three after high school. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, in high school, basically, oh. and we moved up to Northern California, and uh, but it was just like. That was my household as a high school kid, right? Wow. So, and so, like, I always had a different relationship with officers, obviously. Like, I was kind of more on this, like, I respect them, but I'm also – I know they're people, too, because I saw that at home. Yep. And so I I just kind of had, like – I've always had and, – and, and in general, I think in the United States, you have a general fucking respect for the for the popos. I do. I, I, you know, yeah. I, I certainly do. Like – you know, it makes sense. You don't want to tangle. Don't want to tangle. They have a hard job, and they could have they can have a bad day. And I mean, I'm you see enough shit, and and like even as a white boy doing his white boy things, like I've had my run in with the local cops in high school and stuff, and I was always able to kind of just be nice and not you know I always just did what I was told. Like they asked me for my fucking driver's license, I'm not gonna be like. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah, it'd be like, it makes be like, sense. That's no? kind of like a hard, like, I'm not going to get anywhere with this guy. Yeah. Like, he's, you know, that's just logic to me. But Run. so we're sitting here <laughs> with this, we're sitting at this park. And my friend and this dog starts to bark at these cops because they're kind of walking up and encroaching our space. And the dog, whoa, whoa. and the guy's just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're getting my dog all pissed off, you know? Like saying that all in German, of course. But he's like, leave, like just go, get away. My dog's gonna bite you, you know? And the cops are like, all right, all right, we're cool. And they walked away. I was like, wow. what the fuck? Yeah, huh? I and know. we just kept, we didn't even move. I need backup here. We got a wild dog. They and... were just like, fuck it. They kind of like looked, you know, they kind of did the whole thing. They're like, yeah, whatever, you know, just clean up the grill and whatever, you know? And I was like, cool. I looked up Franzi and was like, you guys are fucking bad. Like, you guys, how do you talk to cops? She was like, Oh, they're not going to do anything, you know? Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck that job. Like, that's even worse, you know? Mm, yeah. But at the same time, I was like, well, maybe that's a cooler job because then at least you know that no one's got guns or anything. So maybe you're just generally chiller. Like, is it a cop? That's the way I saw it. Yeah. I, yeah. The guys, the riot cops weren't carrying heat. And I thought, that's cool. Nobody beat me down for taking pictures. I didn't know. Yeah, they just kind of like, give you a soft oh, warning. Like, shit, I'm sorry. Dot, dot and shits. It looked awesome. <laughs> you guys are badass. But yeah. I had, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I think they know that it's taken down a whole not the whole aggression thing. It's like if they know you're not carrying, or they're pretty sure you're not carrying. If you don't have to, if you don't have to fear for your life, you're you're gonna you're gonna deal with situations more level headed because you just you don't have to think like like uh, in high school. I was like 16, 17 years old, and we were throwing firecrackers out the car window at like the girls' houses where we knew they lived. Hell know? yeah! They were like that's like that's a, awesome. Yeah. Why car, are you in high school? Why not? You have a good license. You, yeah, like the one dude had a license, so we all jumped in the car and got these little cherry bombs and fucking throwing them out the window. Hell yeah. And then we like let them explode, like just watch it explode and then drive off. Ah, yeah. Awesome. So by like the fourth time we did it, like the first t- house we hit, we didn't really realize that like the girl's mom is a parole officer. Oh, nice. <laughs> right? So she thinks she's getting a fucking retaliation gunshots or something. Oh, jeez. And calls the local cops on us. And, like, we didn't know this, you know. And, and we had parked the car, like, the second car, you know, from my other buddy. We had, Smart. Like, 
getaway it. vehicle. Like it was so obvious that it was. And so like the cops just posted out this car and waited for us to come back later at the night. So like, we were done with it. We had like done four houses. We come back. They pull us all out at, out of the car at gunpoint. Like they came up on us. They oh fuck. And like passenger. I was in my buddy's truck and it was like such a movie. You know, it's like a black truck and it's a lowered down. And Shane, Shane, you got to watch this shit, man, because you know this story. We were sitting there in passenger. The I'm passenger gang. And it was like, <laughs> it was an older, like an 85 Sonoma, one of the, but like, it was a badass truck. <laughs> and it wouldn't start right away, right? So we were like, we're going to get away. We get in there and fuck the cops in the, the car. And it's like, won't start. And then the fucking cop comes right behind us, puts his light on, and then boom, and it starts. I'm like, Shane and he's like, dude, should I fucking go? Should I fucking go? Oh, <laughs> Shane, don't go, don't go. I'm like, dude, just turn off the car. Passenger of the black vehicle with the put your hands out the window. <laughs> Driver of the turn out, you know. We're like, put the hands out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, our parents had to come and pick us up. And so my mom at like three in the fucking morning, dude. And like we're laying on the concrete, like on the floor, like on the you know, just on the street with our hands all. And, and they just did the whole routine with us, you know. They taught us a fucking lesson. And it's like, I get it because, like, in Germany, you would never think it was guns. You would just be like, that's fireworks. Yeah. But the, but the woman, she just so went instantly, instantly to that level. You know, maybe even that week she had some crazy case where some guy was, like, going to retaliate. Or you never know what happens yeah. in this mom's mind. And so she's like, she calls her fucking homeboy, like, like I got it, I got gunshots at the house. Like, there's probably, you know. Uh, and so they just were, like, code four on or sure. know, code, code three, code five. I don't know. A bad code. Code four, I think, is chilling out. Okay, but they were, you know, and that's a, that's a, that's the downside of guns. Like when I see stuff like that, it's like yeah, you know. everybody's operating up here already. Yeah, traffic stop and you run a, a red light by accident. Yeah, and it's like get out of the car and they're calling back up three cars. You pulled out at gunpoint, you know. Oh shit! I'm so fucking sorry. And it's weird to be at the other end of that shit. Mm. I don't know. It's yeah. like it's one of those feelings. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't tell the kids too much that the, the kids I work with, I teach English and I, yeah, that's, they're cool. like, that's a cool thing that you do here. So you, you, you actually now have gotten the, you used to work in your Brandenburg and now you're in Pazavok and you're working as an English teacher. Yeah. I'm trying to spread the good word. I think, you know, <laughs> if they don't want to, you're preaching the, the word. Well, it's weird because here I am, my Germans got accents to it. So they're yeah. like, oh, what's you saying? And sometimes they, they laugh when I say stuff and I, and I'm fine. Yourself, huh? I'm cool. You're yeah, cool I'm cool with, with that. that. Not like a lot of teachers, but I try to do my thing and I roll with it. That's cool. Yeah. And I get asked a lot, like, um, and I try to spread like diplomacy, because uh, English, which is weird, is like math and German here. It's they call it a Hauptfach. So you, these are the three grades you need to graduate school. If you can't, oh, I didn't realize that. It's weird. It's it's a heavy burden. Yeah. If you can't graduate English, you don't get your diploma. Wow. So a lot of kids are looking at me like. You're the you're our savior, man. I'm the man, but I'm there to help you guys. And let's learn a bit, little bit about other cultures, and you know, and I'll spread the word. And they're like, "Well, what do you like better, America or Germany?" And it's like, yeah, it's so you can't just, yeah, you just can't no, weigh it like that. There's no math. Yeah, what do you mean, like West Coast, East Coast? You're from California, totally different. It's a world total different feeling yeah. than small town New England where I come from. So, yeah, big country, big problems. I tell them and. Uh, my ninth graders get a kick out of it. I'm like, here, let's, let's I do I was going to ask you, like, what, what grades are you teaching? Yeah, so five through nine. And uh, there's a 10th grade class, but they're already hooked up with other teachers. But um, that's a pretty big range of like, I, yeah, difference in maturity. Age. Yeah. And, you know, the Germans, as we know, they come a little bit more um, um, mature for it, I think, like as far as tolerance with the law. And, you know, you just don't throw cherry bombs out. Or if you do, you know, it's not a gun. 
So the the youth that I'm dealing with, they're like, oh, so "What do you like better?" I'm like, "Well, let's 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 do a random traffic stop in Germany. What happens?" Okay, so you give them like a situation. Yeah, and like, yeah. well, here's the German VW bus gets in front of the car that's going too fast. Yeah, and has a little light that says "pull over." Yeah, and they pull over, and the cop stays in front of the Corvette or the AMG Mercedes that gets pulled over, and yeah. it's all kind of nicely hashed out. Why did I stop you? And this and that. You know, okay, so I, I get a volunteer from the audience. I sit her down. Usually, okay, um, don't move fast. Don't run into the glove box. We talk about the trans, you know, what's what's glove box mean? Yeah. Don't, fuck. Yeah. Don't <laughs> go for your gloves, your handschuhe. Uh, you're going to get shot because uh, I'll be the officer. And yeah. there's my partner, Eric's over here. He's yeah. on, the, on the passenger side with his gun on his hand, his Shining holster. The light into your fucking eyes. It's nighttime. Everybody's had a drink, and you just go through it. And I, I actually did. I had to walk the line in in college once. I had a black eye. I got in a huge fight, and I was wasted. And he made me walk the line, do the alphabet backwards. This guy wanted me so bad, and I passed everything just by the the grace of God. <laughs> and he let me go. Like, get the fuck out of here. He fucking passed all the tests. So I, I go. I give him the test. So. so Speaking from firsthand experience, like this is how it is in the states. So if you ask me what's better, yeah. I'd rather have the German experience where they're kind of like cool rather than, are you drunk? I'm not fucking drunk. Yes, you are. I'm not. Yeah. Deer it's hunter true. mode. It's a little weird. So that's one, and they laugh. It's all. It's supposed to be good humor, but they're like yeah. they can't believe you have to walk a, a line. I have my duct tape. I put it down in the classroom. Yeah. Close your eyes. Touch your finger to your nose. Yeah. Count. And do the alphabet in English backwards, and they're like, oh. "I'm like, here we do. We have a song. We do it. That's cool. You make like a whole game out of it, and then they're learning English the whole time. They don't even realize it. That's that's the that's they're the trying to swallowing a bit of bitter pill with a lot of jelly on it. So yeah, yeah I, that's cool. So hopefully it's working. Um, but it, yeah, it, when they ask, it's a yeah. tough school, right? I mean, it's it's uh, it's Ostadt, right? Ostadt, yeah, former like real. Uh, Eric, what's up? Everything cool? Oh, okay, uh, can you get me a beer, bro? Thank you. I don't know. You have to talk now because he's. It's it's a tough. <laughs> it's weird. Um, luckily, I have the comparison of my my previous employment in a city an hour away, New Brandenburg. It's it's another another like fortress city, medieval uh, brick walls, towers, turrets, like awesome like stuff in the USA that doesn't you wouldn't have it. Can you turn off the GoPro too? Sorry, bro. Pazovac has the same like I don't know city makeup, city walls, old fortress that used to get fought over by this, the Swedes and and the German Hanseatic tribes are you know working with this. Yeah. Um, but the kids, the, the the chemistry there is a lot different than here. In New Brandenburg, um, it, it's more mixed. Huh? You've got just you've got more. You just got more, and probably a, a little bit. Uh, I don't want to put like Pazovac in a bad You're right. Life. You're right. But it's just a little bit. Even though like New Brandenburg's got no, I don't want to say no. God, no. I didn't know. That's what, the thing. Like I'm not. It's hard I'm to not say. Gonna say now we've I'm got some would, audience. No, yeah. Like like if if like if I if if I was in a room with you right now and there was no one else listening or watching, I'd probably say something uh, about New Brandenburg. Like, I, but I just know that the thing about New Brandenburg is that, uh, what I've been told is that it's kind of just more of a. It's more just. I guess there used to, there's actual history of it. Like they, it, it wasn't the city kind of wasn't uh, a, a naturally occurring city. How I uh, how I uh, do you, do you know that Eric? Do you need a microphone, bro? 
I need some German, especially when we do the German. Anyway, uh, I interrupted you. Just keep going. I just. So you're talking about Pazovac and like Oststadt. And the, the, like, yeah, the chemistry is different. Where, where I worked in New Brandenburg was also Oststadt, so East City. And I think this is the history is uh, the city got bombed out and the Russian occupational forces, occupying forces had to find place for these displaced people. So I will just build a city to the east. Yeah, and it was like a heavy uh, industrial corridor. The whole railroad worked out of there, and then it all kind of collapsed once the wall came uh, down. Yeah. Western companies bought up the stuff and bas- basically put everything to rest. Okay, tons of people left, so a lot of upset people. Um, I I didn't look forward to working there. I liked I didn't regret. You knew it was going to be definitely challenging, huh? I thought this is crazy, but I got to do something. I'm going to go crazy if I stay home anymore. So, um, and New Brandenburg was also like 45 minute thing every time and. It was two hours. We had a newborn at home, and I wasn't there for two hours or t- over ten hours a day. And he just grew up before I knew it. So yeah. I thought, let's let's move here. The kids yeah. have got to be easier to work with, right? Well, no. I mean, you know, the thing is, it's crazy about it for me. Like from an outsider perspective, is like the kids aren't the ones to blame, right? Mm, that's that's the thing. <laughs> like you start, me- yeah. That's kind of like the tricky thing. I I, I it's always like, it's kind of cool. That at least you can you can be there for forty five minutes a day. I don't know how long how many hours you have the, each group. Yeah, it depends. You, yeah, but you can be like this example of like someone that that's got their shit together and kind of show them what's up because maybe they don't necessarily get that at home. Uh, you know, I'm trying to be that. You, but it, it's it, it's easy to say, right? For me, like I've never taught a class. That's the goal. Life. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they know that, but that's that's my hope. I'm kind of sneaking in this message of hope that. Uh, you know, things can be good. You can travel the world, get a couple languages under your belt, and do what I did, which wasn't, you know, I'm not the perfect example. You seem like a like you've had a... I try. You don't regret? No, no. I, I uh, had a good life so far. Keep on moving. I, moving. I, I have no regrets. It's It's been good. The, the kids, that some of them are really hard spot, spots. And uh, yeah. it's interesting that, you know, I live in Berlin, and I see this part of Germany, and now it's like I'm on this... No, nah, I don't want to. What, how do you? It's uh, not like an incubator. This is where yeah. big, big Germans are little, yeah. and this is where these 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 crazy thoughts. Where I had these advanced thoughts of, wow, cool people in Berlin. This guy's doing this, and this person's doing that, and this guy's got a restaurant. Wow, they've they know they know about American history more than I do. Some of them, you know, it's weird. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wow, respect, and they know English better than I know German, and yeah. fuck, something's wrong. And now I'm in their woods and how things are growing up and uh i have a hand in that so it's kind of fun to to be from that side it's a tough one some kids in this area they're frustrated yeah Um, parents are frustrated too yeah and they get they get this message of like um coronavirus yeah foreigners coronavirus the foreigners are bringing in coronavirus and this is the latest thing uh we went to um winter vacation last week yeah now the kids are back, and that's the hype. They're all scared of getting Who corona. it back or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and they're looking at me like, did you go to the USA? Did you bring corona? And they're laughing, and we're high-fiving. I'm like, wow, this is going on at your house right now. You guys are really scared of foreigners bringing in this. Yeah. So it's a little weird. I, I stay out of it. I, you know, I didn't go to the States. I didn't travel. But yeah. I'm, I'm here with you guys, and we're going to sit this through. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, I just kind of give like this, this uh, energy of like just – um, try and focus on the problems that you can actually solve. Like, you know, like the, the whole don't waste your energy on things that you're not going to change anyway. 
True. I don't know. It's it's tricky though. Like I see that uh, in it in my own life, and I it's easier usually to see it in other people. But I know that I do the same thing. You know, like I have like these moments where I'm just like <laughs> trying to yeah. trying to change something that like there's probably no shot in in a million years that I can change it. But I'm still like frustrated. I'm still like grumbling about this thing in my life that I just realized like wait a minute like there's no I don't know like the tendency to kind of complain about politics right which I don't I'm not a, I'm not gonna even go there really no. but, but politics is a perfect example because you have like on the outside you see everything and you you think you can do it better but like I've never heard of anyone come up to me and be like I got the better solution bro yeah right you know so that's kind of like like uh, why don't you just be a little bit more solution or and, and just kind of give like if you're gonna talk trash all day that's cool and that can let let off steam and whatever I, I like I've been to many places like many parties at the end of the night or like we go to like these door fest what do you call that this like a little local village festival with the fire uh, like a bonfire or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like oh you're the American so what the fuck's up what's up with Trump you know and they've what's had up a few that drink too and they're yeah and and I'm like well I'm. I'm right now. I'm here. Uh, I'm having a. I've been here. I'm having an adult, like I said, like earlier, like with this whole podcast. I mean, having an adult conversation, and I don't want to spend this little hour that I might have before I go back home, right. or go to sleep and wake up, and you know, and be with kids, which I love. But like this hour that I have as an adult alone with my wife or with my buddies, I'm not going to spend it on politics. No, because. I've got cool other things. I got way, like way more positive, yeah, cool things. Like stay out of it. There's honestly. so many cool things in this world, man. And, and, and like, and if, and if politics, we need it, mm. otherwise we wouldn't have it. Yeah. And if there's like a better way to do it and then tell me or help me or, or like, I or I was, I was talking to my buddy the other day. That's, that's, you know, just jumping into politics himself. And he, he was just like, uh, you know, I see it for what it is. I try and do what I can do. You know, I'm helping out where I can help out and, and that's all you can do. You know, he's like, it's, it's, it's still though. He has to kind con- constantly like tell himself like to not go wow. down that route of gotta like, be hard. Yeah. You know, and as a politician yourself, like there's a whole nother route there. I couldn't even imagine. And I know, uh, and I know that it's a, not an easy job. Like, no, everybody's grabbing on you for something. Yeah. And, it's a, you, you have to be born for that kind of job to do it good. You, it's like almost like you have to be that has to be something that's, you need that's like thing. armor just to get through the crowd every day yeah or maybe you're just one of these people that like just this is just a great talker and you can just kind of you can pull everyone together you don't True. really do anything besides just everyone just get everyone to work together or whatever and you know and and then it doesn't really even matter what the cause is just like main thing you know like like with great with greater you know like when you see this this, right. this, this 17 18 year old girl yep just like like just stirring up the world yeah and i don't know i was reading like her wikipedia page the other day have you read that thing not yet no i'll check it out Uh, is it cool it's i think we're gonna check it out we're gonna check it out let's check out greta's wikipedia greta that's all you need to do greta wiki greta sorry greta i I, greta thurnberg go for it i mean uh, you know and in the e e yeah exactly E N E, well, what language is E N E? Middle name is Tintin, or one of her middle. Oh, names. yeah. Let's let's. Can you please read her name, sir? Which one? <laughs> Great at Tintin, Eleanor M. Ironman Thur- Thurnberg. She's Swedish. Very Swedish. Two thousand three. Um, hmm. 
what I thought was interesting about this story, and it's almost like it's almost like it's fabricated. It, I don't think it is, but the the fact that she has this disorder. Can you zoom out a little bit so that we can read on? I think on the right, or if you go down a little bit, she talks about her her this um, the fact that she's got this uh, disorder, mental health. Thunberg says that she first heard about climate change in 2011 when she was eight years old and could not understand why so little was being done about it. Situation made her depressed hmm. at eight years old, right? So she stopped talking and eating and lost uh, 22 pounds in two months. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> yeah, as an eight-year-old. Eight. Yes. So then that's when they realized, like, maybe she does have something mentally. And so eventually she was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, which, you know, we all kind of know what Asperger's is. But obs- obsessive-compulsive do- disorder... We know what that is, but this thing, selective mutism. In one of her first speeches demanding climate change, Thunberg described the selective mutism aspect of her condition as meaning she only speaks when necessary. <laughs> that's hardcore. That's cool. Yeah. So that's, that's, would that be crazy to be in a relationship with someone that only speaks when necessary? So hell, hell, hello, uh, Greta. Thank you for being here. She's like, what is the purpose of this podcast? Yes, <laughs> we are not talking. <laughs> this is not necessary. Yeah. Okay. Poor girl. Poor girl, man. She's just being. I. Th- I. I just have a feeling like she's just being used for that. You know. She's. Uh, she's definitely. I. You know. She's definitely. Uh, uh, becoming a poster child for something, and that I'm not sure she necessarily knows if she's what she signed up for. You know, or maybe she does, and she's down with it, and she's just that's her thing. But it's yeah. kind of like being a martyr at the age of 18 is kind of heavy, right? Like, what about just being 18? I, she must be able to like isolate herself so well and just get rid of all that feedback and bad interviews and bad press and people trying to drag her down. Because, you know, yeah. these big companies, they're not happy about this. So she's got to There's got to be like this machine yeah. fighting her. Uh, how it touched on my life is um, as, a, as a teacher, they said these these Friday uh, school strikes. Yeah. You know, in Germany, they have this big deal about you have to go to school legally. They'll actually the cops will go to your house apparently if you're not in school truant office truancy officers and uh grab you yeah and i'm responsible for kids don't show up at school we've got your absent lists but it's a lot i mean it's a little you, more more uh it's more problematic here in germany right like if you really do not go that you can be you can get you can actually get f- fines and stuff as yeah. parents and whatnot no? I, as americans i mean maybe it hit you weird too i was reading these stories um just before like summer break yeah. or before a like, Christmas vacation, the cops would be going around airports looking for parents with kids. Okay. And if they saw a family with some kids, they'd want to see the doctors just or the the, the, <gasps> rele- the school release forms. Fuck, if they didn't, there you pay the fine. German stuff. And I'm like, really? On, That's man. a little crazy. I mean, if you're bagging out of school on a Friday instead of a fr- Saturday. They're like, I'll show it to you when we get back. Yeah, I'm going to Disney Paris. Hands off. Nope, the law says you're supposed to be in school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Fridays for Future, yeah. these demonstrations, and how the schools were handling that for kids that, in protest of how we, or you know, adults in general, not us, but yeah. the politicians are not handling the climate crisis, what do we do if the kids don't go to school yeah. for a good cause? And there was this group of teachers like, we don't care. Good. Good for them. Fuck the system. We're staying out of it. This is smart. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I thought, you know, good for her. She's motivating a lot. A whole group of people don't have a voice yeah. until now. Uh, she goes to the UN later and rags them out like, wow, balls. How could you? Exactly. 
I, I was I was impressed. I thought that was cool. Yeah, um, it's hardcore. I mean, it, it's definitely like uh, wake the fuck up. I, I I'm one of these people that that for a long time didn't. I went back and forth. Like I didn't really have the facts, so I was kind of like. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, it's just an egotistical point of view that we have as humans that we think we can ruin the world, and maybe we're mm. just for the maybe you know like I kind of had this whole thing like maybe we're just we're not doing anything in the world would just shit us out no matter what we do, you know. But then like I listened to this podcast uh, from Joe Rogan, uh, and I don't know who it was what the guy's name was, but he had wrote, written a book about uh, the climate change and and kind of just like explained the the industrial revolution and basically like just did a timeline for the last hundred years. Wow. It kind of starts in like 1900 when we did this whole with the, with, with coal and, and trains. And, wow. Right. And then, and then just went full bore after that. Right. And he's just like exponentially is like w- the CO2 that we've produced, uh, uh, the human, the, the human species has produced on top of what the world's already going to do. The world does its own thing and it's had its ice ages and it's had its, it's gone through these cycles all by itself. And it's also had higher, high levels of CO2, you know, over this, these, yeah. you know, uh, hundred million year cycles of sorted I, past. That's, yeah. that's fine. Right. But he's like, but in the last 30 years, right. Like exponential. And he's like, the, the crazy thing is, is that like, because we've gone so high, like we're waking up now, but that means we have exactly 30 years Mm. to undo it and not any short like he's like like he's like uh, he's like we're talking right now he's like we're already talking uh global temperatures above two degree two degrees celsius globally it's right it's half it's already in the books sure so he's like do you know what that means and the guy's like joe rose like what does that mean he's like uh hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are displaced because the water levels raised and we're talking like 2030 now he's he just he did the timeline he's like it, it's math it's, it's math it's already in the books so like when he was talking, mm. I was the next morning I got up with Franzi and the, like I listened to that when I was going to bed or something like that. Uh, kind of goes into your subconscious. I fall asleep listening to that shit. Cool. <laughs> Wake up. Well, I don't know if it was cool. Bad I was dreams. Sitting, yeah, I was in there breakfast. Swimming. With, I was like, Franzi, we're fucked, you know? Like, yeah. Breakfast the next morning. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm not even, can I have a cup of coffee for us, you know? How could you? Yeah. And yeah. And even the dude was like, because uh, it's kind of like this thing. He's like, well, but the next like we're done with this podcast i'm gonna get in my car turn on my car and drive home so Mm. it's kind of hard to have like this it's hard for us humans to accept or to even really understand the problem because it's such a big Mm. multifaceted issue you know and so the tendency is just to be like ah yeah you know too much to deal with i just want to go to work you know and i and like like we had to get a new car and the old car broke down it's like well yeah i'm not gonna fucking buy an electric car you know, I could try, but then like, yeah, it's expensive as shit. And then like the ones that I can't afford is like the size of a Skittle. <laughs> like what's that one from uh Renault? Like I've, we, Franz right. and I, we jumped it. We like, we're like, cause we need a, we're getting rid of the mini. Which oh, is, cool. You know, and I'm like, well, let's, uh, let's get an electric car, you know? And I'm like, well, Tesla's 60,000, even the small mm. one's like 60 grand. And so we looked at like this little tiny one and she doesn't really, we just need like a little get around her for, it's a perfect electric car situation. Yeah. The smart. Nice plug. Yeah, the, no, but not not that that one. It's called. It's not from Renault. Then it's. Uh, it is though. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's. You too fit in that thing? Is nah, like a motorcycle? That's what it is. The Zoe, the Renault ZE, the Renault Zoe, the, the blue one. Yeah, right. yeah, that's cool. So and it's and they did a complete from ground up. They built this car, four door, huh? 
Yeah, it's it's actually pretty like I have to say for the price, like that's one of the first electric cars on, and the range too. Like they had a pretty good thing, full on electric. So we got in that thing, you know, yeah. and it was like, whoa, that's <laughs> can't even fit ba- a dog in here. It's basic, you know. I mean, oh. we got, like I said, you know, we got three kids. There's no, but like I said, that's kind of like a second car anyway. Uh, you know, that's it's kind of like you have this um, double sided. Well, how do you say it? hypocrisy in your own life, right? Yeah. Of like, well, you took your bike here tonight. You got here on your bike. You know, it's like, well, what are you doing for the environment? You know, do you start to start to live that live your life and not take the car as much? And all these things are basically compromises in your own life for your personal uh, feeling of like, you know, I'm I'm doing something for the <clears throat> environment and whatever. And that's that's everybody has to do that for themselves. But I, I, I kind of have a problem with people kind of put it out like, well, what are you doing? You know, like kind of like this virtual signaling, you know, like, oh, yeah, could put, 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 put on Facebook like, well, I you know, do this and are on Twitter, on Instagram, like I, I'm, uh, you know. I'm saving a tree uh, or I, I'm not. What did she do? She made her mom. She made her mom like this. She said she really, like the, oh, yeah, she, she wouldn't go to school unless her mom quit mm-hmm. her career as an opera singer, which she was like a famous opera. Oh, or is huge opera. Carbon, carbon emissions there, but opera singer, man, how dare she? Yeah. How dare she? And that's what the thing was. And so her mom literally stopped traveling with wow. the, and she, they, she traveled with a, with a boat everywhere. Okay. That she could, yeah. But she did it. She said it even. And she she didn't do it because of that. She did it for her daughter, so her daughter would feel better. Okay, you know. So she even even the mom admitted it. Like it's not a, you know, it's, I'm not doing it uh, for the environment more than I'm just doing it for my poor daughter that has like this disorder and that she doesn't feel good about her future if I'm if oh. I'm flying everywhere. You I know? didn't know that. Okay, it's in, it was in there too. I kind of read it the other day. Huh. And uh, and the pa- and the dad was too. He's very pragmatic about it, you know. I think he was also like he's just doing it so that that their that this disorder doesn't churn their daughter kind of into the, onto the wild side, you know. Huh. And that's why she didn't go to school because uh, interesting. She huh. was so depressed and stuff like that. But I mean, I I understand it. I I just have like a I don't I don't think it's the full. We need to fucking change some shit. I, like, no doubt about it. But uh, you, what are you and me gonna do about it? Like, we need to get like, what about the, what about the, uh, what about the ships? The like, yeah, huge emissions. Go down to Edika, yeah. that local store, and what do you see there for produce in that? In that? Oh, it's coming from all over the place, out of season. Yeah, in the winter, I've in got, Germany. I saw some. We had some strawberries yesterday. Yeah, it's okay. on sale. So, so in the we're in like winter time. It's yeah. winter. And these are fuckers. Like they were like they were like <laughs> genetically engineered. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe though, like, there could also be like in Austria. I think uh, when we were on vacation down there, they had a uh, they had some uh, really cool like hydroponically grown produce and stuff. Okay, which is like that was also very renewable, and they had their whole system going. So that could work too. But okay. on a mass scale, it's really expensive. You know, for a small yeah. country like Austria, they can probably swing it for certain stores, but it's also yeah. more expensive. Than, I don't know. Like having bananas in Edika in the middle of winter time is kind of like that is. What's wrong? There's dude. just these huge container ships just f- constantly dumping crude oil into the environment. Dark plastics and, and yes. I think like the seven top ships produce more uh, CO2 than all the cars in the world. Oh in, God! In, in really? Like, in like a shorter period of time, like in like in a week or in two weeks of them uh. running, they produce more CO two than all the cars in the world for the whole year or something. Uh, you I know? can drink this off. This is awful. Yeah, yeah. It, it is hard to believe. Kind of gets you depressed. I'm sorry. It, no, it's good. It, it hits home. Um, you want to? Yeah. My oh. kids are coming home from school. 
and they're like, did you know this? And the polar bears have nowhere to swim and these heartbreaking stories that it's, it's hitting, it's in the books yeah. and the kids, it's a fact now. And I'm like, Ugh. and I'm now I'm really worried what in 30 years, what's going to life going to be like for these kids. They're 10 and six years old now. My youngest is two. He's going to be old enough to suffer. I might be dead, unfortunately. So yeah. fuck, I don't know. It's <laughs> bad. Uh, what about what about artificial artificial intelligence? Let's try and turn it up. To, it could go negative, but it could also. That's like the. I. Uh, what, do think, what do you think about artificial? Do you follow it at all? I, Have you I, kind of like looked into it at all? I'm a huge fan of like this whole topic. I oh think, yeah, I, I, I was in the states uh, working as a project manager for a company that um, we made tests for schools. And okay, so like standardized testing or what is it? Yeah, that? that was one branch. We yeah. sold products to like small schools. It okay. wasn't standardized, but we I was in charge of, for instance, the state of Kentucky's state educational system. Okay. And uh, it, Smarter Balance came, that all these state uh, consortia came in later, and they were trying to do this no child left behind thing. I kind of remember that word. Yeah. It's that a sentence being no child left behind. Bush era by word. I okay. think <laughs> Obama Bush. tried to work with it, and it's been kind of mutated since, but... Um, Back then, we used to actually we'd uh, send the tests out to the students, the schools, get them back, and we'd have to correct them. We had rooms of people all over the country, full of computers, and they'd be scoring these things on three different shifts to get it back before we had to pay collateral damage for late products. They'd have to get to the parents' hands before they found out the kid didn't graduate or whatever. It was standardized test. Okay, this was a big deal. Anyway, AI. We had an AI reader that would. What re year are you talking here? This is uh, up until 2014. Okay. And AI was a big deal. There were different publishing companies. They not only sold textbooks on history and, and different uh, disciplines, but they also um, sold the test and the packages. Prentice is one. Harcourt was another. Big money guns. Yeah. And they would fly states and like teachers down to like the Bahamas to check out their new books and the new products a multi-million dollar industry my company was a smaller independent player yeah. but we could see the corruption involved and it was just big money yeah. and uh, anyway um, AI so they'd have this money just to um, develop software to read a handwritten student response okay so the kid would be writing, writing on a paper or if, if they were really lucky they'd have the uh, access of a type a keyboard and a typewriter of or course, I mean, yeah. a computer that didn't work for all kids because they'd have special uh, abilities or disabilities, but AI goes way back then. So they'd have this like formula to read that ask you a question. Remington, um, revolution of blah, blah, blah. What do you think? Pros and cons. You yeah. have to write a full page response and we'd have to give you a grade. Handwritten. Handwritten. And these things would scan the letters. No shit. Yeah. And you as a parent would get the grade. You wouldn't know it would be scored by a computer. But you'd say, okay, Remington really good in history on this test. He did awesome. But in English, he, he got a five out of uh, one being the best and a five as being like an E. He yeah. failed it. It's like, wow, what the hell? So you could file a complaint with the company like, this doesn't kind of work out. My son okay. is better than this. Yeah. And we'd have to go back and as a human, a human reader would come in. But that was a rare thing. Okay, so it was like you guys were the second filter if the if the AI had messed up. Yeah, if there was a spike, like. But it was seldom. We usually, you know, we'd go through the results and. And that's six years ago. This was a long time ago. Yeah, up until 2014. So we'd have these. It was a computer-based reader, and AI would yeah. go through the thing. A second filter when needed. If there was a spike, like this yeah. doesn't. Remington's a good student, we can tell, but this kind of flunked the test. So get a human on it. Wow.
can you can you Google OC OCR uh, artificial intelligence? I'm testing Eric now. They have these these binary codes and uh, they neural they, network OCR. I follow Elon Musk a little bit, and what he says about AI, he's he's a little nervous about it. I think. Let's do some English. What America's not doing is not getting out in front of it and regulating Informa it. Information-age.com. AI and OCR, how optical character recognition is being. Go down, 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 down to the last one. Information, that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, Elon Musk, sorry. Go ahead, keep on going. He's a big voice in that, and I, I trust him. He says we shouldn't trust this. We should kind of, it's interesting, I think. It can probably facilitate and ease, make a lot of things easier, but he's like, we got to regulate this before this is out of the box because yeah that, that he's he's the guy he to knows. listen to yeah. yeah so i'm thinking he knows as usual i don't think there's not anything going to be done until somebody gets hurt but yeah that's, that was that's, i don't what's your take on it because well it's the same it sounds thing. interesting yeah well but it's right like like the first operating system of windows wasn't really a good one right so like yeah like like the first version of any windows you're always like fuck i'm gonna wait to the hell no update. yeah get the bugs out and then so if that's like what they do if, if our first version of artificial intelligence mm. is anything like the first version of windows then we're fucked like then you're just gonna we're gonna program a bug in there and it's gonna be like uh oh yeah i gave it the wrong thing like I, I read this one thing about artificial intelligence is it takes things very literal so like we have like a wide general knowledge and that's the what the heart this whole singularity thing is supposed to achieve is like when the computer just doesn't have its own set of rules but it actually can play against itself and create yeah. and improve its intelligence when by creating uh logic games or just in creating in like learning on its own right mm. and so but if the but if the construct of this learning system has like a bug in it like where um, it sees us as a threat or it sees us as um, something that's not that it doesn't have have any respect for our, our life or it doesn't have any like mm. doesn't feel have any emotional connection to us you know like if it doesn't have any of these things then we're just this benign thing then it could just without even blinking an eye just kind of do away with us you know and that that's kind of the that's the horror story yeah and you don't need, and there could be so many cases and so many ways that it could just think of us as like like even we know that we're fucking useless Isn't that crazy <laughs> i know there's been so many science fiction movies written about the the possible future terminator and uh, i don't know omega man and just yeah. a world without was, humans what was that one millennium man where where it was like with robin williams where he died right before he became like a human like they gave him like human did you see that one i don't know if i did i thought uh, it was uh, omega man was not the one but but the ocr thing was what i because i know that's what oh. it's called this uh can you go to the top again uh eric just to the top of the no how particular top? <laughs> that's <laughs> Just at the top of the article, because uh, it's called uh, optical character recognition. Exactly, but see, I never realized that that, that AI can actually do uh, cursive writing. Like, yeah, that's it's smarter than we think. Yeah, are undergoing a quiet revolution as ambitious software providers combine OCR with AI. As a consequence, data capturing software simultaneously capturing information and comprehending the content. In practice, this means that AI tools can check for mistakes independent of human user providing streamlined fault now. Uh, it's very, very, very technical, but. But it makes sense, like, uh, and like, and and being involved in it yourself, then you actually saw that there weren't that many times where a human had to actually come in and be like, okay, 
that was a mistake. It it read Timmy's handwriting wrong, and it was actually good English, and the and the, yeah. the machine had made a mistake, right? That that wasn't this company particular company. We didn't operate that way. That wasn't the first. They, excuse me. They yeah. prided themselves on this New New England Yankee hardworking ethic, and we we hand we read humans read them for the most part, yeah, okay. but we did get contract offers. Yeah. And they'd say, okay, we need the responses like millions of kids. 20 million kids, we want this back in five days. Yeah, but like, there's no way. Shit, yeah. Yeah. The, the math responses, the multiple choice, no problem. Boom, boom, boom. It's all done. The reading English comprehension stuff that we had to do, they'd read a story and have to write a reaction to it. Yeah, or, plus, you have to have the context, right? Like, this yeah. whole, that's the whole thing about like being creative and, and like art and, and, and just having, I don't know, uh, that. That seems to, even for us humans, we don't even know what that really is, you know? Like when someone's being creative and coming up with new ideas and just like blah, 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 we don't even know what that is in somebody that, that, that where those connections come in and this, you pull out stuff out of your childhood and yeah. like every person's got like a whole, whole uh, you know, a treasure chest full of, of interactions and connections and, and then in this conversation they could like, you know, like well how, how is a machine supposed to like, yeah, do that right. But they, they. I was listening to this. Uh, uh, I, I'm kind of a geek out on this. I was listening to Lex Friedman. Check him out. It's okay. a badass podcast. It's called the Artificial Intelligence Podcast. It's pretty easy to remember. All right. And he was uh, talking about. Uh, actually, I think he was on. The, of course, again, the Joe Rogan Show. He was on, that, and he was talking about jujitsu because that's something I practice. Yeah. And and he's talking to giving the theory, like putting it out there, like what if you, <laughs> what if you. Uh, like the rules of jujitsu, there, there's say there's like fifteen thousand different moves you can do, and so you, that's relatively straightforward. Wow. You give that to like a software, and it'll. And what he was saying is that like this, the artificial intelligence right now that they're dealing with is like they'll just say, uh, we'll we'll give two white belts, like two beginner mm-hmm. computers, and we'll instate we'll we'll give them we'll put them in, in like a. Just on, just in software, like not physically, right? But just like software ways, we'll like let them roll with each other, let them practice with each other. Wow! And in normal life, like in when you and I, if we're both white belts, it's gonna take us probably a while if we never had any black belt from outside, right? Kind of come in or like a blue belt, someone that was more better than us, you know? And so like he's like, yeah, that's true. So, So you'd have like blue belts come in and. You would create like an actual real dojo with all these AIs, and they would all kind of teach each other jujitsu. You know how cool? And you just, I was like, I can actually <laughs> picture that. Yeah. And so, so these AIs are actually teaching each other without any human interaction. And as he kind of said that, I kind of, I, I realized that like it's, it's, it's what we do too as humans. We, we, yeah. you know, we have like, a, you have to have a wide range of experiences and. And they, they, it makes you better, or you have like a bad day. I don't know. Does a computer have a bad day? I don't know. I don't know. As long as they're plugged in, they're probably, yeah. As long as they're plugged in. That's what my wife always says. She's like, well, we'll just pull the plug, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is always the, yeah, fallback. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like what that, there was that one web page um, Eric was on. Um, we just saw it can improve workflows. AI looks great. It just streamlined a lot of problematic human error making and just get things straightened out. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that we we see some of the the faults in it, and where we've got these like bot wars and fake news going That's on, where we've got shit, like yeah. comments coming up from random servers. That is some crazy shit. As and I heard that for the first time, I was like, 
what? And they're, yeah, they're just mass producing this crazy feedback and people are humans are yeah. reading it. So yeah, like and dislike and and there's a con there's a counter battery of feedback from another army or like of bots. The, the 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 two opposing sides are both bots and they'll create they'll be both on like twitter they'll do like a twitter war and then those and then they'll set up a demonstration yeah on one side of the street with the rights and on the other side of the street with the lefts and the same day they both got the same uh, permit to to demonstrate yeah, but there's no leaders. Like it's all, and all these fucking people go there. Yeah, the humans. The humans with no computers. With no computers, like, and the computers are just like, watch this shit. And these Russian bots are like, yeah. look at the Americans uh, uh, go. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. Oh, that's that's some real shit. That's yeah, like, that's the real. That's or, not. That's not. That's not a book. That's not. That's that's happened. Take it to the next level, and the, yeah. the fake news of the some nuclear weapons got launched. Oh my God! This is a hot. You was know. there some fake news for that? Yeah. No, but oh. uh, somebody was had some horror nightmare uh, foreshadowing. Like, what if yeah. they did some some fake news comes up on a presidential news feed? Like, oh, somebody just threw a, a nuclear weapon at us. Like, oh yeah. my God! Defcon four. Yeah, Def red Con buttons. <laughs> he's dropping bombs, and and like, how how when's that gonna happen? If is it gonna get to that? That hopefully, oh, hopefully ever never. But uh, yeah. same thing. Uh, yeah. Support this march. Go to this street on this corner on this it's day. Crazy, yeah. And support this cause. Great. And then the counter army shows up, and these humans are doing stuff for robots. It's like, yeah. So hopefully, it's weird. It doesn't get to that level, but people are realizing all of a sudden, like, oh, you know, this, this thing is out of control. We it, gotta hem in the AIs. Facebook's gotta work on their like, yeah. I think system. Uh, yeah. Um, and that's this whole algorithm behind our social networks is something that. Uh, uh, we don't really understand. Like even yeah. even uh, Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, right? Right. Like he, he, he like the the originally Twitter. You know what the original tool that he built was? What was it for? I have no idea. He had a he had like a regular business. He was doing software, some other software company. I think he was doing some mapping stuff. Uh, that kind of like the the beginnings of like these first mapping apps. You know, where you just like put like uh like Yahoo, where you say like this is a review and oh, wow. how you get there and stuff. And he, and so in his team, he wanted to create like a messaging app so that they can kind of like wow. Skype or yeah. And then and then like as they were developing it, they kind of developed it really fast and it was working really well. And they're like. Wouldn't that be a cool idea if you could just like write a text to anybody and like in they and like they would respond? You oh know? damn! And so we no just idea. like turned the the infrastructure out inside out and just wow. kind of created like this platform where people could message back and forth. Jeez. And so he didn't like he didn't think that it was gonna be like this this network where like the president could fucking call like call out murders on Saudi right. Arabian oh, generals. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, so God. and so he was on he was on this uh, I I was listening to him the other day and he was talking well not the other day but he was talking about like actually he didn't really talk straight about it because I think he's so he talks so different because he 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 can't like he can't shoot himself in the foot he's he's no. like so guarded you know yeah he's got it and 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 it's so crazy how this algorithm actually is designing like it's a social uh, uh, movement mm. so like if. Like if you look in the policies and the terms and conditions of using Twitter, like it says in there that you like, can you uh, pull up the the um, the Twitter uh, user agreement? Have you ever read that? No, it's right there. Twitter user Deutschland. Yeah, let's do it in English. It's yeah, yeah. If, uh, it's not. 
No, no, it's try the first one. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. No, not the development. That one, the first one. Yeah, it says that side of the journey. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It does it automatically. Uh, you have to put e. You have to put en in there. Does it do it? Will it keep it? It might not. It's probably because it's my IP address. Getting attacked by bots. Do you know what dead naming is? Mm-mm. No. Dead naming? Do you know? Uh, do you know who uh, uh, Kate Jenner is? Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Dead naming. So what, what was her name before? Her name was uh, Bruce Jenner. You just dead named him. Dead named him. So like now, name. if you did that on Twitter, you will be, you will be disqualified. Like you can't use the, you'll be kicked out of the, off the platform. And that's in their user. Uh, service. Oh, wow. Huh? Like that's in their content dead on this. Interesting. Yeah. So it says like, can you, uh, Thank com- you. command F and then type dead space naming. Come on, baby. Does it work? No, it's not working. Oh, I always thought it was in there. Okay. Anyway, huh. maybe you have to type in like Google dead name, dead naming Twitter, but like, the so it wow the, so basically like Twitter's making a, a stand there right Twitter's saying like huh. like that's a very liberal statement because Bruce Jenner was Bruce Jenner for fifty four fucking years I was gonna like, say that was a dude we grew up with this guy in my Wheaties box yeah this person he's like an Olympic named. athlete yeah yeah Massive. so like if you just are writing on Twitter you know that like. Like I, I used to watch Bruce Jenner when he was such a badass with his big balls and his big cock, <laughs> like Who? running down the streets, you know, like without any underwear on, hanging through his like those shorts that they had in the seventies, you know, like these short ass shorts. Right. Oh yeah, those. You know? And be yeah, like, I remember, I remember back in the day, you know, like and 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 if you wrote that and you're just kind of making like I'm, I remember the old Bruce Jenner. It's kind of like a statement from Twitter. It's a, it's a very liberal thing to say. We don't want that kind of talk on our platform. So what you're mm. saying is you're kind of you're kind of pushing that. Like if you want to use, if you want to be part of our discussion, huh. if you want to be on the world discussion, if you want to be part of this world discussion, I'm actually saying it's it's, it's kind of taking your this this right for free speech away from you, right? Because that's technically that's not free speech if you're saying that I can't dead name someone. Because dead naming, if if you didn't even know what the fuck that was. Right. Yeah. I'm like, so you don't even know what dead naming is. So if you do that and these liberals are like, well, we're way, way ahead of you. Dead naming was like 2015, my friend. You don't know that. That's your own shit. Uh, like, like that's this whole progressive link left thing that kind of gets me a little, it uh, gets me a little uh, riled irritating. up. Yeah. yeah. So Twitter now prohibits misgendering, misgendering or dead naming transgender people alongside other harassment and abuse tactics. The change appears to have happened in late October, but news of it began circulating last week. It's part of a more general re- rewording of the he- hateful. I go, okay, so that's an, it's the hateful conduct policy. So it's not just their gen, it's not their user agreement. Okay, but their hateful conduct, po- and that's what Facebook deals with too, right? So this whole hateful, hateful conduct thing. Quite a bit, yeah. And, and you, I, 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 I don't, I don't mind that they have like this thing sometimes on Facebook where it's like uh, sensitive content. Are you sure you want to? And you have to kind of click on it again to oh, okay. let, if you have like videos of like motorcycle crashes or something like that. Sometimes they'll pop up in your feed. All right, it's kind of cool because sometimes I don't want to see that. Right? Yeah, so I'm like, okay, not off at the work at uh, work or you know. Well, like even like in the morning, my first thing that if you <laughs> if you open up your phone, and you're like, I don't want to see someone just like you know, you know crash themselves in a, a truck. car or yeah. something like that. 
A hateful conduct policy may not promote violence against or directly attack or threaten other people on the wow. basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, caste, caste, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. We also do not allow accounts whose primary purpose is inciting harm towards others on the I mean, yeah, I get that. It's cool. Yeah, I mean that. And when like, who's gonna disagree with that, right? Yeah, that's total. That totally makes sense. But at the other end, like the whole dead name thing was like kind of. Have you have you ever heard Ricky Gervais uh, his his joke on Bruce Jenner? It's so good. No, really. Oh fuck, it's so good. He's just like, he's like, he's like, because he, he talks about dead naming, you know, and he kind of does this whole thing, and he's just like, gets the whole crowd. But he's like, but, but you know, like, like before, right, like. 54 years, right? Before. Like, yeah. Like, he goes into the doctor's office and he's like, hey, fucker. And the doctor's like, hey, Brucey, come yeah, on here, buddy. Yeah, come on. You with your big cock. And they're like, going to give him, like, the old, hey, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, cut it off, you know. <laughs> he's uh, like, oh, but man, why? You know, oh, you it looks beautiful. He's yeah. Like, he's like, but that was, that was before. Like, I'm not dead naming him because. You know that's kind Good of the point. Thing. Yeah, it's like how can you talk about the dude for the, in the past? Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't. You can't. So like now I can't talk about the fact that like he, he wrecked a car, he 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 killed somebody on the freeway. That's right. Right. That was around the time of the operation, right? Or the it was right before, right before. And after. It was right before. Oh. He killed somebody. No, he didn't. No, she, he did, but he's not there, right? right? Yeah. Oh, she didn't. I mean, yeah. yeah. Right. He goes home. We don't talk about that. Yeah. And then he, and then he, I mean, wow, that's some crazy shit. Yeah. This is, that's some, that's like, that's, that's I didn't weird. Think, I didn't, I learned something. That's why today. I like sometimes living in Pazovac, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're kind of, it's a nice little, yeah. You're like kind of encapsulated from like these, uh, you know, these LA things that happen down there. I know yeah. Sometimes you're just like, damn, that's, that's just, I don't know if it's just some, like if we're, if it's just some fake world that we're living in and yeah. like some guys just programming our, like in some simulation and like, well, I was going to put in some weird shit, you know, <laughs> let me ask you something. When, when you take the kids, now we're in this bubble okay. of Pazvok. We're living in this, you know, w how it is here for Americans out. Ex I guess we're expats. Yeah, that's weird too. Expats. I never was a very negative connotation. Yeah, you know? I guess that's what we're still a called. patriot. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Bring the kids and and the wife back to California. Any, you have to pad the message or anything? Are you explaining? Do a lot of have explaining? Like this is how it is here. Just yeah, that's like weird. It. It's shocked culture shock or how is it because it would be a culture shock like we were just back for this for christmas and um every time that we go back there uh like my wife is obviously she's, she's just so german right so and i've become very german i just have I yeah definitely have like we, I, we've got the, we know the flavor here so yeah makes it, sense it's it's um usually it's the funny things right because she just says you're very german because she likes to make fun of me because <laughs> i like to, I, I it's a two-way that's street. what germans do they make I, fun of each other so I, I, that's, it's what, a compliment. that's what that's what people in relationships i like to make fun of my wife yeah <laughs> and she likes to make fun of me and it's a two-way street it and works they, and a girl usually i'm i do better no i'm just trying <laughs> that's sorry francie <laughs> i like to think that i do i'll ask her right. <laughs> oh man no but the thing is like uh, I think a lot of it is just in, it's in it's in it's it is in jest. It's in jest. Yeah. It's like a it's a game that we play when we're there. We pick out the differences, and you're like, oh, honey, you're just so German because I see the differences which I wouldn't have seen before. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And so I can laugh about them and just kind of laugh about how Americans. It's kind of funny. Are just so nice. Yeah. 
please, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, please. Yeah. Please, please, thank you, thank you. No, 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 it's not. No, no. it's fine. It's fine. I it's stepped like, on your foot. You, yeah, no, I'm sorry. My Here, bad. I'm sorry. You know, I have really no. crazy shoes on today. And I didn't, I, I would have, oh. like, normally when I step on your foot, it wouldn't be a big deal. But no, now because I have fault. them, it's I was going to go hiking later, you know? I'm and sorry. so it just turns into this whole thing, and you're like, dude, it's cool, man. I don't care. Like, have a nice day. But, like, you're walking in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Every every time we go there, we go to like REI because do you know what REI is? It's a it's an I don't know if it's a West Coast thing, but it it's, sounds it. It's yeah. like an outdoor shop where you can buy like all your mountaineering gear and everything, oh. and tents and and oh. just like you to buy watches and knives and just just like awesome. fucking yeah. It's just my one of my splurges that I do. When REI, I go back. Huh. REI. Yeah, I don't know what it stands for, but but it's uh it's just like an outdoor shop, right? But every time we go there, it, it's in a big parking lot, typical like uh, Roseville, like this Northern California sprawl. It's very big and you have a lot of, you just have a lot of space. Yeah. And so we're walking across this huge parking lot and there's like a car. <laughs> For days. Yeah. And there's a car coming like, you know, way down there. And Franzi and I, we're just walking across it. And the person like slows down, is like waving you over and they're like, we're fucking going anyway. We're walking. <laughs> and he's just like. Go, 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 you know, and I'm like, oh man, and you know, and it's like super nice, super, super nice, you know, and that's like one thing in Germany, it's like, like, like you just you look and make sure there's no cars because right. they, they ain't stopping for shit, you know, right? Like, even in like a small no town, like where nothing's happening, people just they drive their car, and like, people like a, pr- a pedestrian has not so many, they're just not, it's just not so conscientious, you know, no, it's. I don't know if it's aggressive. just it's just different. Like these small, I don't know. There's a million small differences, but but I guess when you're when when we come back to being like in California, and I always like this last trip was so good. I was like, honey, come on, like that was cool. We could oh, do good, this. We good. can move to we can move to the states. I always think oh, it's like we can get a second house there. You just start to yeah when you're on vacation. You just Things have all happening. this time to like yeah. You just think like well, let's let's move back or let's just do fifty fifty or see if we can make it work. And uh, it's fun to think about, but I I don't know I I, I like with the kids it, you have like this whole other responsibility. If you just if it was just me and her, you know, and I, even if it was me and her, would I go back? Uh, I don't know. I I miss my family. That's mm. the hardest thing about it. Yeah. And my friends too. Like I haven't had any real contact with them because every time I'm there, I only have really time for the family. You know, because yeah. I just see my my grandpa turned eighty. And so, like, even my buddy, wow. my high school buddies and stuff like that, like, I don't even hit them up anymore because I am only there for 10 days. And, mm. like, I have to use those whole periods of time to, to visit the dads and the, and the grandparents. And it's and, and I don't – it's not like I have to, but I want to, you know? Yeah. And But it, it would be kind of cool to be like, well, I'm here for two months, you know? I could catch up with somebody, get a beer. There you go. You know, you don't yeah. have that pressure, you know? I don't know. It would be cool if, like, if you could make it to where it was something that – that wasn't it's like a burden on the family, you know. Like, That's yeah. it's tricky though. You know, how that means that means you have to somehow you have to like financially have it has to be something that doesn't financially burden you. And the time, mm-hmm. the time alone, just the time. Even if money wasn't an issue, like like p- kids have to go to school. Yep, we know this in Germany. Like I can't, I can't, I, I can't homeschool Tristan. That was weird for me when I first heard that. Yeah, that's a little constricting. Huh? I don't know. I've, I don't know if I really would want to homeschool him anyway. But I'm just just the fact that you can't homeschool your children in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, uh, in the states, have you ever had any like uh, con- contact to people that have homeschooled their children? I did. Yeah, that that company I worked at, that educational management okay. company, and there was a girl there, and, and she got into a, an executive office, but she homeschooled like 
her three boys. Okay, all by herself. Yeah, and I was like, no, no wonder she got the job. She was smart, cookie, and uh, and I try to tell my kids about it at school, and someone will ask, like, is it true that you can do this? And they're looking at me like, why, what? And I'm like, okay, interesting. Let's go there. Homeschooling, we translate. What does that mean? Yeah. And you have to take these tests, and the state comes in, and you have to take these standardized tests that all the other kids quote unquote normal kids do in school normal schools yeah um and you're, you're held accountable for that so a lot of stress but how can you do that at home balance a household budget keep the kids at home all day and make sure they get that social acclimatization yeah because they don't really have that social contact with other kids that's, yeah that's one of the things that definitely you have to make up for in some other way they have to do after school sports or something that was know? the thing they are on heavy hockey games and they actually got scholarships for it so it worked out i think for a couple of the kids so playing hockey like during the day when all the other kids have to go to school oh like, yeah fuck, we're gonna fuck these kids Honestly, up to have it. <laughs> seriously just getting extra rounds um, in behind their back <laughs> it's a different different totally different world i think i don't know how i would do it yeah i, I, I would I, I don't know either I, it's true. That's that's the other thing. Like he comes home, my son comes home now, and he's just like, he'll look at it and be like, look at that thing and be like, Roho, Roho, Daya, Rohoda. I'm like, yeah, Rodia. Damn, I didn't teach him that. Oh, cool, good. <laughs> he's just yeah, learning. he's learning that in school. Like I, it's, I thought I was going to do a lot more. As it, I mean, it's first grade, right? But. But like, good man. Yeah, and then when he goes to the harder stuff, he's gonna have to go to my wife. <laughs> I'm just gonna be learning with the whole time. All right, <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm just kind of the back seat with the. With the rest uh, of but them. I'll, uh, what class is uh, Sophia in? What grade is she? She's gonna be for, uh, fifth grade next year. Yeah. So um, we'll how's see. She, how's she doing? Is she cool? I, I think she's cool with it. She I figure it out. It's kind of been a transition for her. Probably the hardest, no? Because she was the oldest one. Yeah, she's been she's been bouncing around schools. So she had up to second grade in the USA. Awesome experience. Like heart, you know, people are nice. Yeah. And the teachers are nice. And you have a great relationship with the second first and second grade teachers. And then you come here. And like, the total it was like hard. Uh, and the, the first impression, we, we have a good relationship with her current teacher she's had, but the fact that you have the, the same teacher from first to fourth grade. Yeah, I didn't really then, realize that either until Tristan got yeah, to school. Fifth to tenth grade. Poss I mean if you So they have just two teachers until the tenth grade. I thought that was crazy. It I is. thought that's diabot. Why? Where's the multiculti? Where's the diversity in that? You're not learning. Even the teaching style, you know, like different teaching styles, Holy different shit. learning styles, like just more, more is better usually for the brain. Like just give me different inputs. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't work that way in German. I, I, in Germany, I, there must be an advantage. I, I have a few in mind, but uh, different. But my, my daughter was like, wow, that's, that's weird. And she didn't know what was going on, but. I could see the way this teacher who I thought was operating. I thought this is completely backwards. This is like stone age. And mm. she was getting graded on her cursive handwriting, which up until second grade was not even a thing. Yeah. So they wanted to keep her back a year just because she didn't know how to do uh, cursive very well. She knew it, but it wasn't to the German style. Like I taught her cursive how I was taught in up to second grade. Yeah. And it was completely different here. Like yeah. S's are different and H's. And I was like, yeah. Wow. So I had a, an immediate lack of appreciation of what they brought here to this to the table. Yeah. It's totally different now. I'm, I'm happy, but um, the fact that she was like, "Oh, the woman's quote was, well, I, I see a Schwarz. I, I don't. This doesn't look good." And this was the two weeks before they ended school. Have you seen this T-shirts that do those kind of German uh, things in English and stuff? Like, I, I see black for you. Exia Schwarz for you. Oh, really? So, nice. Yeah. yeah like, or what's a don't go me on the cookie. 
Okay, yeah. Give me the Dude, shuffle, me off cakes give, or something. Give, give me the shuffle cakes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, I think I spider. I think I spinner. Yeah, I think I spinner. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, side note. No, no, it's good. That's good. Language, language is a cool thing. And, and uh, I think Sophia likes that now that we go to the States and she can speak German. About people, you know, go to the movies. That's the like, best part. Dude. That's yeah. The best fucking part about so, being bilingual. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like she feels the pain like we would. Like, oh, man, we've got to pay German taxes and American taxes or, you know, this kind of bigger yeah. discussion. She's playing in different languages and, and uh, she's got great friends here and she has, still has great friends in the States. So uh, yeah. not such a bad deal for the kid. The twins, they're going to go to first grade next year. Same school and the same teacher since... Because it's the four years. Yeah, so Sophia's yeah. going to be handed off to fifth grade by that teacher, and that teacher's going to get my twins, which, okay. As long as there's not too much in comparison, because I think the twins are getting, completely huh? nuts, yeah. different from Sophia, but uh, we'll see. And it, if this woman doesn't retire before then, maybe my son will be in that teacher. exactly the four years again. So I feel protected. I feel like we got a good, honest relationship with the town and this teacher, and... Uh, we get a, f- a fair shake at a good future. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Your experience, he's also in the same school, uh, Tristan? He's in the, the, the Polizei Schule. Even, even gay the show. He's oh, good. The, yeah, yeah, good one. Yeah, it's a good school. I was kind of tricky about that school at first because it's a private uh, a religious school. I, he had the same and kind I'm of- not religious at all. Neither I. Like- uh, but they run things here, the Evangelische Church. Yeah. If you want a garden, if you want this, if you want, they, they kind of talk have, to them. Uh, yeah, it's because the, they have so much land, right? I thought that was weird. Yeah. That was wrong. Yeah, I thought, they're, running, uh, they're running shit. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, have a, I, I have like a positive relationship to that school because I saw how my niece, um, both, both of my nieces from my sister-in-law, she, the the older one is just turned 18 today. Happy birthday, Eliza. Oh, congratulations. Happy birthday. 18 years old All yeah right. we had a beer tonight already at at, at we, we had ribs tonight oh nice my sister-in-law's house that's nice. why it took me so long oh, was, that's okay yeah, yeah I mean, good. it's a cool reason right yeah why not mm. no worries but uh so i saw how how she did in the school you know and they've they have their they have their hiccups you know they had something sure they had this this whole thing with uh I think Eric would have to also be on the microphone here. He's 19, so he can give me a lot of in, a lot a lot of real life data from uh, the system here in Pasavok because he's gone to school here too. But, uh, but I I think the Ivan school the the school start um, stops at a certain grade, right? And then you go to gymnasium. So you go there till 10th grade. You know this too. Okay, so you stay there until sixth grade. And then after sixth grade, you go to the next the next level of school. Yeah. So, so, um, in these, like, f- until the sixth grade, what I saw, I liked. I, I, Good. they have a, they have a different method of learning, um, that I never really thought about before. They teach the kids to, like, the way that they're teaching him to read, they sound out the words, which I get that. You know, that's what you do. Good. But he doesn't like, like, it's extreme. Like they don't learn the letters of how they how like how they sound in the alphabet. Like you say A B C D, they do like the sound, uh, and so but, yeah. Uh, like, uh, and then like so so but like you know if you and you have to do the German pronunciation of it, which I'm not gonna do because it sucks. <laughs> but uh, but so when he started to read, it was like it, that's why it happened so fast because it was just like he would just sit there and just be like 
Okay, Budweiser. You know, because he just wow. see, he just sees the. Oh, great! He doesn't know that what he read. He doesn't even know what he said. He just kind of like sounds it out like that. Fantastic, huh? There's there's a couple of first grade. Yeah, but I think I don't remember, I don't know what what first grade. Aren't you supposed to read in first? I don't know. What? I don't think they expect it. I, I think okay, it's kind of like a, a cherry on top. Just go I mean, with they're the learning flow. it. Good. I, I, I don't know. I think second grade is the big deal. Is where it's like reading is second grade. But but the first books that you get, you get also, don't you get them in first grade? I, I don't fucking I, I bet. I, yeah. But I think they make uh, heavy decisions on math. If you're going to stay back, that's the year you stay back. Okay, if you're not, like, I was told. The, if you're not doing the addition and the, my, and the subtraction. Or yeah, just, just that's the like the cut. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's what I, the rumor. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I, I, I think the, the thing is, like, uh, with Tristan, with anybody, really, but even with myself, like, if I have to learn something new, I, I want to have a positive relationship to, to that, you know, like I want to enjoy it. Yeah. And so I think the job of a parent and, you know, teachers have enough on their plate. And I think they, you know, I, I think teachers have like, they kind of, they should get paid more, you know, they should, they should. Be I like, think so too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah especially since you no but uh, you don't have a biased opinion at all, but no, but I think that like the, the reason that, that a lot of kids kind of lose their whole uh, spunk about learning is because it's, becomes a chore for them you know yeah. they have like this relationship with learning as if it's something bad but it's kind of like well fuck when you can start to reach i was telling my tristan that day, I was like dude once you start reading like you can just learn anything you want no one's gonna stop you you know yeah like you could just go into the library and be Good like thing. what am i gonna put in my brain today and he's like what i was like yeah it's like <laughs> it's kind of like you know you can google something yeah like, think about that yeah. Like like back back in the day when we were small, like younger, I had AOL and you could Google stuff. You could AOL stuff. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You know? There's and nothing even, out there. Like just now, the fact that you can, you can, and isn't it like a weird thing that that makes us fucking stupider? how could like all the knowledge at the fingertips of the of all the human knowledge is at your fingertips? Yeah. And what do we do? We become fucking. Stupid about it. We we get on Amazon and order packages. You know, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. a weird. Go like, figure. Yeah. It's a weird thing for me. Devolving. Uh. It's weird. Like sometimes when you think that, like I think uh, I was listening to this this joke from uh, this this uh, this new I don't know what's his name Johnny Chang or something. It's a, some fantastic comedy special on Netflix, and he was saying that, like that like it's gonna be like handled like smoking in the future, you know, like. You're not going to be able, like, you're not going to, pregnant people aren't going to be able to use the internet. And <laughs> oh, it's so harmful to your health. Yeah, cause or, it's so harmful. Uh, yeah, because they're going to Google some shit about, you know, and it's going to uh, kill their baby or whatever, you uh, know, because they read some, because there's so much misinformation, because it's just stressed out. Because there's so much bullshit in the, in the mm. internet at the same time, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's a weird thing. But I, I, I think that, like, if you can, as a parent, if you can just kind of keep your kids. Yeah, if you just kind of keep them excited about learning and kind of give them the the opportunity to to enjoy knowledge, then it's it will never be something that's like I don't know. Every it's small. It's the small things. Like you hear with my 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 niece. She because before Tristan went to school over the summer, she's like, oh, we got it. You got to do homework, man. She's mm-hmm. talking shit to him. You know, mm-hmm. she's putting it down. She's like, you just wait. You got to go. To, oh, you know, just no. giving him that whole this whole paradigm of like. You're gonna have to do homework. They're gonna you, yell at you. You're gonna yell at you. 
and like and you know it's not fun as you think it is it's not like the kindergarten oh, chocolate no. and, I, and i and i just i just totally stopped that i was like Good. i was like i know i just jumped in there like yeah like, she doesn't she doesn't know man you know she sees it that's like, cool she she you can do you know you just you can do it however you want to do it you know like if you want to go to school and have a good time you can do that too and it's it's trickier but it definitely makes it easier for him to to try and pull out the good parts and there's always good like the thing that what's this uh what do we have now we have um uh this week is this holiday here in germany um there's f- uh, fingston or um Carnival. Carnival, yeah. Carnival, yeah. Mm. And so in the, in the kindergarten, the kids, it's kind of like a Halloween almost. Oh, right? they, they love it, they yeah. They get all dressed up. And, and Tristan's like one of these kids. He loves to get dressed what, what One of these kids. Like oh, every not? kid likes to get dressed up, right? Sure. He just, but he just, he was like, oh, stoked about it. Had his, had his costume all picked out and stuff, you know? And at the school, they're like, they didn't give a fuck about it. Like they said it was, they were going to do something, you know? But it was kind of like the teachers, they're just like, we're, we're gonna, we have like our sports hour. And so you guys get all get to get dressed up, and we're going to do sports in in your uh, in your costumes. That's and nothing. so they and they just were sitting in the corner talking to themselves and making the kids just do laps in the gymnasium. Uh, and he had this whole picture like, oh, it's in the gymnasium, so there's probably going to be a fucking huge party. Oh no, I'm and, sorry. Know, yeah, oh, yeah. Geez. And so he he Weird. came home. I wasn't. I didn't pick him up from uh, from uh, Hort, you know, from the after school thing. But Franzi picked him up, and and she's like. He was sitting there. He was crying. Like, he was. I'm so sorry. Sad. He was so sad because he, and and then he was saying. He even said it today. You know, Wednesday. So it was on Monday, and he was just like, he's like yeah. He's then he was doing that program to my little daughter because my little daughter's in the kindergarten still. You know. All right. And he's like, oh, you just wait till you get to school. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just what? a fucking spoiler circle. alert. And oh, I was no. like, and I had to stop. I'm like, dude, just stop. And like, she do doesn't that. understand. And Carly's just like, what? I want to be funny. the frozen princess. You know. Oh great. <laughs> it's. It's uh, that, it's like, God damn it, you know? Come on. It, that that hurts because then we think what we were doing in the States and we've been totally handled different, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, her uh, Sophia's first grade teacher, the whole school organized the Halloween parade and all the parents are guilt tripped into going to this thing in the <laughs> afternoon. You, you bag out of work <laughs> early to go trip. to the friggin' yeah. one o'clock in the afternoon Halloween parade and 300 kids march around in their costumes in October cool as hell but nobody's gonna do that here and i'm thinking uh, hmm, yeah. it's i tricky. don't know it's that's the halloween thing here is okay right it was, it's getting better it, it was getting better yeah. getting better i, I think. mean for pazovok i have to say like they do a pretty good job when i lived in in berlin in the um, you know 90s up until 2004 it, halloween was like a big vessy thing the americans and yeah it was kind of like the you, american thing to do yeah they yeah. thumb their nose out of, we don't do that that's you guys you sell your hallmark cards around this and you merchandise you capitalists like valentine's like, day what? yeah, yeah it's like what are you talking why why not yeah and now it's like religion so it's kind of cool I, yeah. I think yeah halloween is i've always liked halloween uh it's it's fun it's fun to mess around and and the the weather is always kind of a, a thing. Like if you're outside yeah. here in Germany in, in October, yeah. chances are it's raining. You're risking uh, your life. <laughs> You'd be sick for the week after that. Or, yeah. yeah, it's kind of crazy. But I don't know. What's the weather up up where you're from? Yeah, New Hampshire. It's it's, it's cold. It's cold, and it's on the coast. Pretty right? dry. So. We're, we're yeah, we're on the coast. We're about a mile inland from the Atlantic. So nice area to live. But uh, I always remember like. Triple layering under your ghost costume, where yeah. you, you know you're an yeah. army guy. So you gotta yeah, exactly you have to have like wear your down jacket. jacket and then your fucking thin ass yeah. costume on top. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing here, right? Like, yeah, most of the time. 
and up there it was getting dark you know three in the afternoon four in the afternoon so you bring your flashlight with you yeah so it's a lot like germany actually it is it's very similar climate wise um but it doesn't rain as much and in the winter it'd be sunny as hell and is i think that really you keep it positive even though the way it snows a lot out in New Hampshire. That uh, snow is better than rain, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. any Every day. day. Yeah. Tons of plowing going on, tons of shoveling. You get your workout. Yeah. But um, I'd at least snow. it's sunny. And you, you, you know, here you it's vitamin like, D, right? You yeah, that, you need that. That, that. that happy vitamin. And that's one of the, the drawbacks of, I think, here is you don't get that, like, sunshine in the face as much. Yeah, and you just sure. get a lot of gray skies till, even in Berlin, the same thing, just about until May. Yeah. And then it's like boom, like a, just, a different planet. But that winter thing is tough. You got to be really yeah. rugged to to work it here. I think it reflects like when you listen to Paul Kreibrenner's music or like some of these DJs. That, oh yeah, it always sounds like this, this. It's like oh, that's kind of depressing shit, you know? Because it's yeah. always like boom, 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 with a deep bass line, and it has, yeah, it's always this dark cellar, like wet, like it has like this feeling to it, you know? It's just it's just got its own signature, and and it just re- reflects like the fact that. And I think that's why Germans are fucking pissed off all the time. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I, I think techno, it, for some reason, uh, you know, I moved out of New York City to be in that techno scene. And then when I went back to the States, techno, they didn't even listen to that stuff anymore. Like, on, under the next third or fourth generation trend post-techno. Yeah. And I come back to Berlin, and techno's massive. And I was like, there must be something that really jibes. The, yeah. the industry was strong as hell. They're still selling vinyl records. Yeah. You know, still a strong industry. I'm thinking... For some reason, it clicks with Germans. People, you know, joke, oh, it's marching music. That's what the English, the British people say. But uh, I, I don't buy into that at all. But they're really into it. It's dark. Yeah. It, it's, you know, for wet bunker cellar type yeah. dwellers. Yeah. I like it. So there must be something that, you know, and you like it too. Um, so I've had like a phase where I was driving a lot with one job that I had. And I, I would listen to like electric music on the, like this, like this. Like this, not not necessarily house music, more of like a like a deep bass, you know. I don't know what you would call it, deep house. Deep yeah, house, something like sure. And uh, yeah, you're just on the freeway, and it's raining all the time everywhere you go, oh, and it's like, and, yeah. but you can drive fucking as fast as you want, right? That's the upside. So you're just like, and so when you're like, when you're given, when you're putting the gas in, then it's just like, yeah, it's like, okay, I can get, I can. That's cool. I can do that. It would get you. It wasn't like you weren't all holly golly and having a great time, but it was like kind of like it was getting where you're going and you had a good moment. And I don't know, I, I could get behind it. I never before I got to before I moved here, I never was into music like that at all. Oh wow, yeah. I was more hip hop uh, and cool. I yeah. still uh, hip hop forever, right? Sure. Yeah, hip hop forever. Like Eric and I, we're gonna do some hip hop shit. Oh this, great, uh, <laughs> serious? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Great, uh, but and, you know, and rock and all that stuff, all that classic stuff. But but the electronic music. Definitely, you have to you have to experience it, it in that club to kind of for it to get to get you, or not, maybe not, or maybe not. I don't know. I, I can't see myself if coming from the country. I'm, I'm originally like the country mouse. I liked it for some reason, but I can't imagine like anybody coming from like Kansas really into like the city bunker music, like yeah. techno. It just doesn't work. It just it's, doesn't fit, right? The the ambience, that atmosphere. You're, you're out in the Kansas. Not, I don't want to say fields, but you know, there's big cities in Kansas too, but. Yeah, the wide it open doesn't really work. Yeah, like, no, nah, I, I can understand country music could work out there or something bluegrass or something. Oh, you know, chill. Like, what are those guys that are really good here? Um, uh, the uh, oh God, I just was listening to him the other day oh. on my Spotify. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but they uh, they they have a little little 
it's kind of like that bluegrass thing, but it's more hit, it's more uppy. It's more like um, what are those guys called? Come on, not uh, uh, the Mumford and Mumford and Sons. I've heard about it. I don't know the tunes, huh? Yeah, M- Mumford and Sons. Yeah, they've got like a. It's always it's kind of like with the banjo, but they also have like a more of a of, of a bass roll to it, and the guy kind of sings like he kind of gives these whole like. And then we run really into the and it's just like it's kind of similar to some of that German stuff that you hear sometimes, like this, like this punk rock German that you hear sometimes. Oh right, right, yeah. It also has that same. It's kind of like this, this fast pub music, you know, where you kind of like you have a thumper to it. Oh yeah, yeah, it works. Gets kind of like like that. I can I I can get behind that kind of music too. I I think like you can get behind any music as long as it's it's good. Yeah, I I can get behind country music. Like I used to fucking I don't know good country. There's good country music out there. Oh yeah, it's just it's the whole stuff where you're like at the the beginning of the song you had your house and mm-hmm. your dog and your wife and the oh, end right. of the song you lost it all. That was kind of like the same old uh, beat. That's like eh. I think the, the the proto the early old school first ever country songs were really cool it was like semi-rock music yeah. you know and that gave elvis his some of his yeah chops El- like, and El- like wow that kicked the whole thing off but and El- like early blues i like i'm not a big fan of jazz but the earliest tunes when they're kind of staticky and you're like that's kind of slick yeah i was never into reggae but um yeah right like the i mean bob marley was probably the only thing that i could get behind really in that sense it was that reggae, it was uh, yeah, reggae right? yeah yeah but there's like some old school they call it roots and that was from yeah. the 60s and uh yeah. that's like really different from what you hear now it's like polished sound a little commercial yeah. back then it was like rock and roll for them uh, what was it what was the name of the label uh back in the in, in berlin Oh, there's also Trezor. There's Trezor Club and Trezor Records. Okay. And we'd be putting out like 12 albums a year, CDs and vinyl. And, okay. um, I didn't realize that the street, because you said it's the same, but it's the same name too. So it's the same yeah. record label. I worked in the label. Yeah. That was my thing Monday yeah. through Friday. That's and I'd be cool. doing record releases in English to the international distributors and uh, yeah. the record plant pressing plants. We'd be doing CD masters and sending glass wax or whatever. Yeah. And... Um, Re- ordering record jackets, back stocking stuff, and merchandise. It was all insane. Dude, we got to go down there and do a podcast with uh, your homeboy. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You, Dimitri <laughs> Hageman. He yeah. <laughs> He's in that documentary you mentioned, and uh, he just drops bombs. Anybody that's. I always liked working in the office and watching him work, yeah. uh, talk to people. They'd be coming in, like, tell me your story. And he'd go off and start talking about, like, moon landings, and we're going to do this. And, yeah. and we're like, whoa. It's normal for us, but these people, the hardest, the coolest guy, the, the hardest DJ coming, like, I want to talk to this guy. And they're just like like a kid at a story hour. Like, their jaws are on the floor. Like, yeah. your boss is so cool. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I know. I've seen, I mean, he talks a lot of shop, but yeah. sometimes he'll, like, um, for us, he uh, came up with this crazy idea. He's asking me about uh, this American. Uh, at the time, it wasn't a big deal. There was no movies out, but Curious George. Yeah. He secured the German publishing rights for... Back then? Ha, a, this, the, I forgot his first name, but H.A. Ray is the guy. He's a Jewish uh, Kriegsflüchtlinger. He yeah. and his wife fled the country before. And he's this guy, that the author of these, this book series, The Curious George, the monkey that's... Uh, yep. Yeah. He secured the publishing rights, and we, we're techno hard. You know, We thought we were hard guys and girls, but uh, yeah. we're like, you did what? Curious George? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And he has, he's coming out as, as this 
we'd be working in this office and listening to techno tracks all day like yeah yeah they're doing this and this new re record's coming out and this DJ's coming to town and this dude comes to work with us and he's in charge of translating the original American books into German for yeah. the first time ever in Germany wow and he published it under this publishing company he grounded and you we're know, like what's the great idea <laughs> diversified and yeah. I was like and the movie hadn't hit yet but we knew it was coming I thought man if you outside of techno if you secure the merchandising alone on this in Germany exclusively that's your gold mine right there yeah techno alone is gonna do well but yeah. it, he had restaurants and he just ideas hit ideas and putting people in action and here I was an American but he's like I, I want you to do this I know you can do it and I was yeah. like in the states that never would have i don't think it would have happened i would have had to have like major connections and yeah uh, it was just very like the hierarchy was very flat he just kind of like he just yeah it was, was very open-minded and i cool. thought that's cool he took a chance on me i didn't want to let him down so uh, i stayed with the company for years i really liked it and i i talked to him recently actually and he's like why don't you come back and yeah. <laughs> why don't you just do something what do you want to do and he showed me his whole new empire it morphed into other things he's got a big art gallery he's got this huge instead of the techno bunker i'm talking too much about this guy but uh yeah it's okay the, do the, it I, you can talk about there. it i mean I'm, I'm i don't it's it's sort of a fat name dropping i don't want to do that but at the, th at the same time like when you talk about the fact that like that that this guy's switching his brain out of he's not just focusing on this one thing he's oh yeah and he comes up with something like curious george uh, I always had this i think this not not always but every time i read like a good book in english and it's I tend to read books. It's kind of boring for probably a lot of people, but I tend to read books like that are about like self improvement or not necessarily self improvement, cool. but like I read like Tim. I don't know if you know who Tim Ferriss is. Um, I kind of have like this this direction, and I know that it's like my favorite direction to go into, and I and I just I gouge on it myself. I don't necessarily challenge myself with a lot of new ideas all the time. I just get the new ideas from like the kind of the same thinking of people. I know that it's almost like an echo chamber for myself, but yeah. it's also like, but when I'm going to read a new book, then or I'm going to take the time. Then I kind of wanted to, I want to agree with it. Keeps and you attached. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be careful. I mean, I don't need to like, I kind of, you, you end up just always searching out the same views instead of like, I have a friend that's like, he'll read a book that he doesn't agree with at all. Like he knows that he's mm. not going to like it. It's work. And he'll read it to like kind of open. And I'm like, cool. Good for you, man. I, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we have no time. to. But I always, with, yeah. I always think like, uh, like, well, that would be cool if I could, especially like a book, um, from that I, like a smaller book from a smaller, uh, author that would never really have the opportunity to translate it in German. But I like it, and I think, well, I would like to. I would even like to give this book to my employees. There you go. Yeah. You know, and so just translating those, it's a huge undertaking. Yeah. I mean, it is. Right? It's unless not, you're AI. Unless you're AI. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they because you would. I didn't realize. Maybe it's is so far along now that the concepts themselves. German is one of those languages like. It's tricky to translate English oh, to German yeah. for 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 me personally. Just to try and and you have to kind of find these like conceptual ideas that are culturally relevant because a lot of times like you see that in movies. Have you ever watched? Mm. I'm sure you have watched a movie completely in German. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, uh, they said what? What? Yeah, what? Is that the joke? Because yeah. I know the original joke, and it was not that. Yeah. 
like like especially on a, flat. especially in a joke especially yeah. when it's like a joke or when it's something that like has like a reference to to some cultural something yeah you know simpsons reference and so and then like, they try and bring it into a german reference and maybe they don't even use the simpsons they use like a different type of cartoon and you're just like no <laughs> you know and the, and obviously the 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 big one is the fact that the, the voice of the dub over uh, unless it's christopher christopher Weitz. Christoph Weitz, whatever, what's his name? Uh, the the it's in Österreich, right? Christoph Weitz, he was in. Um, yeah, he was. He's an older dude. Nicht Udo Weitz, Christoph Weitz, und Rex über 15 weitere Ansehen auf der rechten Seite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, got him. He's he was in the latest James Bond. Oh, what? oh, I haven't seen that yet. All right. Yeah, and he he's a bad guy in that one. He's it? always the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, he kind of got his hit later on in life, right? Like uh, he's he's sixty three, and in the last in the last you know ten like I don't know ten years whatever. But Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Yep. And so like that's cool with him because I watched I watched a, a new movie with him in it. He kind of played like a, a like a like kind of a side role, and or not really. He played like kind of a big role, and he. Uh, he did his own dubbing for his own voice, right? So that was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that it's works. Because like, he can speak both languages. He speaks German and English, and his English is just so it's so cute. Yeah, he has like that German. He has like the Austrian accent. Sure, yeah. And he's such a fucking sarcastic dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I love, I love this guy. It's just one of those actors for me. Like even in the James Bond, where a lot of people thought he kind of fell flat as a bad guy. Uh, if you watch it, you have to tell me what you think. I thought it was pretty good. But anyway, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, with all your free time, right? Oh, I do the best I can. And, and if I do, it's late night when all the kids are in bed. He's He was also in Django Unchained. I didn't know that. I'll, I'll that, have to see that again alone. His role in that one, fantastic. Thing. Amazing. Yeah. And he told the story of, uh, what's that, Broomhilda, which is a German story. Oh, that, can okay. You, can you Wikipedia uh, Broomhilda? <laughs> I'll have to check we're, it out. We're testing Eric tonight. This is fun. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell it. Uh but uh, I, I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel too recently, and uh, my wife told me about it. Like, did you realize this guy? And he was ragging on himself, and he he seems like a really cool guy. Broomhilda Geschichte, or the way I said is it mit N? Yeah, I had it like Weisnick. Do do has to push you? Yeah, naya nicht Django Unchained because the there you go. Yeah, uh, okay, Broomhilda, yeah, okay. Wikipedia, you know, Broomhilda story, an actual German. It's an actual oh, German legend. Funny. Yeah, and that's that's what I love about uh, I love about uh, um, Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah. yeah, he pulls out like these cultural gems from like a German cultural gem, and he puts it into the movie and put it. They're in the movie. I don't want to spoil it for you, you know. But like basically, this Christopher Weitz tells the story. Okay. Uh, he tells the real story, like without any in in the movie. And uh, it's it's one of those stories that um, we've in our culture wow. in the American culture I've have had it in different ways in different in different it comes out I think it kind of translates to um, an, another English story anyway it was it isn't a German legend exactly but it's a Nordic Germanic legend the story of uh, Brunhild huh. also spelled Brunhild but is a shield maiden condemned by Odin as part of the saga of uh, Sigur Sigmundsson, also known as Siegfried, oh, right. was widespread in the Nordic and Northern Germanic countries in the early medieval period. These legends 
formed a large part of the poetic Eda, a collection of Nordic sagas told in the poetic. Oh, but the story itself written is around 10th century, like we just said. Oh, the last line. Django Unchained is essentially a retelling of Wagner's Siegfried. Yeah. Which drew on one particular variant of the Brunhilde saga. So Brunhilde, Brunhilde. Yeah. So the entire wow. movie is that oh Brunhilde. Oh, my God. I had then no he's idea. telling the story like in a moment in the movie. It's just kind of like. Awesome. Yeah. So he's basically telling. It's a foreshadowing moment. You kind of can tell out of what he's saying that what's going to happen to the main characters in the movie. You know, it's. Wow. I'll it, have to do that again. Yeah. Oh, man. And then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in that movie, right? He was like the. the, the the southern, the Mandingo. southern, the Mandingo. Yeah, yeah he, no, uh, he had he had the evil, Mandingos, right? Yeah, like the Mandingos are like I didn't realize that. I didn't either. I had to go back to Wikipedia. Like, really? They had this was fucking, real. They had these God. black dudes, and they were like ultimate fighters. Ultimate fighters. <laughs> Proto. Yeah. Do you watch first. any fighting? Any by chance? I, I don't catch, no, uh, no cable, no violence at home, no yeah. you know, you know <laughs> very PC. I yeah, no, it's good. I, I just watched this last fight with the how'd that go? It was like the fight, and the guy comes out with forty pounds of like armor, his suit, and yeah. that caused him to get defeated. He said, Whoa. "The American versus the the British guy. This is the uh, heavyweight yeah, fight." Wilder uh, against um, Fury. Uh, Fury, exactly. And 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 Wilder uh, knocked him down in the previous fight that they had in the twelfth round. Okay, didn't knock him out. But he's out of the last forty-two fights that Wilder had, had he knocked out forty-one. Okay, so he's a knockout artist. Yep. But they've always kind of said that like the one weak spot with him was that if he's not knocking you out, he's not doing anything. Like he always so this knockout always made up for all of his kind of his technical uh, mistakes. So, yeah. One and, shot wonder. And uh, yeah, well, but 42, 41 shot wonder, right? So it's kind of like hard to not disagree. Straight. Yeah, and, not bad. Yeah, and so the but the uh, um, but Fury. Uh, so he lost the the previous previous fight, and then this fight it was just like not even like dominated, just dominated him. And it was uh, I think it went seven rounds, but it could have gone the sixth round. It was already pretty much sealed, or if it wasn't that six and five, five fifth round, sixth round. Okay. So now it's kind of like there's now there's another fight coming up after this one where now uh, Deontay Wilder's done done for now, and I don't know the name of the new guy, the new opponent, but. That's going to be a fight. Also right? against Tyson Fury? Or? Yeah, so Fury, Fury, wow. Fury, yeah, that's going to be the ultimate heavyweight championship okay. boxing. Jeez. And I, I just watched it the other day. Can, what, who's, Live? Can you do a, a Fury verse? Like Fury verse. No, uh, just without the E. Fury, Fury verse. Uh, verse. Klitschko? No. No, no yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's fought in Klitschko. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Wilder too. And and you know Fury in this last fight he tra- he he switched trainers he has Klitschko's he has Klitschko's old trainer oh. was which a very offensive that's a very offensive guy very and so that was the thing that kind of Wilder didn't really know how to deal with it because uh, Fury was just on the attack you know wow anyway it was it was it was crazy to watch because these dudes are huge right yeah he's, he's weighing two two hundred and forty pounds monster six nine two hundred sixty pounds or something like get that. hit by that he was, mo- he was moving fast he was just like whoo, 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 whoo. wow and i was just like what the hell you know watching that kind of boxing is is uh, crazy i don't know who who's gonna fight afterwards okay doesn't matter anyway oh yeah the but, winner the winner what is the latest news intentions will turn to wilder Fury two after this weekend's fight anthony joshua and ruiz i think I think Ru. Okay. I think, I think Anthony Joshua is going to be his next, next guy, the next victim. Yeah. <laughs> next victim. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I read the headlines. I couldn't believe it that uh, Wilder lost, 
and somebody said this is the second time recently that American boxing's been totally put to shame. And I was really like, oh fuck, that the British really just put the us second down. time. Yeah, I, I don't didn't know, know what the first fight was. I thought, well, yeah, I don't know. I got to go back to my link, but I thought, wow, I, I that's I should watch this more often because I didn't know. I mean, I don't, I don't like getting. Yeah. You know, we're a big country. We've got probably big egos, but yeah. we get a lot of money bankrolling these big programs. And yeah. we go to the Olympics, we expect to win. Yeah. And we do. And we're happy about that. We get a certain amount of gold medals against the Russians and Chinese. That's how it's always worked for us. <laughs> so if, hey, it, it is and somehow uh, some statement that you have there, you know. It's true. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't mean to sound arrogant, but as Americans, you know. Tokyo Olympics, right? When is that coming up? It's coming this up. summer, no? Or I'm not I sure. Agree. We're thinking about uh, they don't know because of the, the coronavirus. Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh. Yeah. I read something the other day that it's like maybe oh we can't do the Olympics. Wow, that's that's big. I didn't realize that, but yeah, that's that would suck. That's big. That's hitting everybody. You, we talked earlier, just stock market. I mean, stuff that you didn't think was connectable is all of a sudden tanking. See, international shipping was bad between China and the USA. Yeah. Now it's and, and standstill. It's weird, huh? Yeah, um, we'll know. see how things are going. So. Uh, Kid, kids at school are making casual jokes about Corona. Yeah, you got Corona. High five. No, don't touch me. And you know I'm a foreigner. And yeah. Although I haven't been traveling, it's 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 a cheeky thing. But they must be you know listening to their parents. What's going on at home? And we're kind of cool foreigners, though, right? Yeah, I would I you would think we're feeling, not. Yeah. yeah. You ever get that feeling like like I like I'm a foreigner here, but they're kind of like, well, you're American, so that's cool. Like they kind of like. There I, is I the think, exception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we could have it like out of all the foreigners, we probably have one of the easier road. Like I don't know, even though even though even all the presidents. Like I remember being in Mexico mm. when Bush was in presidency, and like what's the first question? Like why? You know? And yeah. now Obama he had like eight years of quietness. No one bothered you, you know. And no. then and then it's like Trump, and people just look at you like why? And I'm like, dude. 350 million people there you you're asking, like I'm the representative <laughs> now for like the politics of the United States of America. Right. Yeah. Officially, I say, yeah. yeah, it's a hard position to be in but for sure. But, but I it's think, always easy just to be like, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they can get along with it. They can I drink voted. a beer with us. I voted. In oh, cool. I didn't. I'm not going to tell you. No. But I voted. Uh, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> when when you get this thing like you're an out you're, you're an outsider you're 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 uh, out, out, auslander yeah then you must and, and you have the coronavirus it's kind of like really just just disinfect your hands wash your hands take it easy we have masks in the pharmacy not so like, hard we have all these yeah. masks now yeah, we you to, know we yeah had, you we had to order all these masks because people want them oh wow they want these special okay things you know and like we saw on the map earlier there's already 18 it's been 18 cases in germany yep. so 17 in france or spain it's going around i don't know i think that uh the, you know the, if you look at the the hardcore numbers i think this these other viruses is normal these normal like grippe what's grippe like uh what influenza or yeah. flu one yeah. or the other i'm not sure that killed way more people yeah yeah definitely I, I don't know. I'd Hopefully, it doesn't get any worse, right? It just it knock on wood. You're right. Um, I don't know where to go with that. I'm trying to assuage kids' fears at school. Like, don't worry about it. You're yeah. good. But I, I don't know actually what I'm talking about. I, you know, my kids haven't really come home in a panic about it. Yeah. But uh, that's probably good. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. At, at what point does it? If you look at all of China, there was what 700 and something cases of it. Okay. Right. And how many fucking people do they have? Right. Like 
seven hundred seems like I don't know. I, I, I wonder if it's if it's just because I think Franzi made a good point. She's kinda like, I think it's because they we just don't know. Like with the influenza and all these things, like we have these Yeah. We have we're kind of on the case of it. Sure, yeah. And we kinda we have a You little, guys know. No, no, I mean like the like humans. Like we have a kind of a group of people and they sit together every year. That's a lot of people. 1.3 billion people in yeah, 2017. So we're at 1.4, I'm sure. And yeah, USA, 325 million. So 1.3 billion and 700 of them or 760 of them. You know, I, yeah. God rest their souls. It's not a cool thing, you know. And and the weird thing was that like the dude that, uh, that kind of like released the whole uh, The doctor, yeah. Died right. The whistleblower. Coronavirus. Thirty-four years old. Yeah. No old guy. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's a little. My wife freaked out at that. Yeah. Um. So it kind of feel. It feels like. Uh, it feels like we're. It's almost somehow. This whole the the things that are happening now in in our in our. Uh, in our stock market and all the the reaction to it is all, kind of feels like, that's that's. That's them kind of poking at us, you know, kind of like, okay, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you guys should all be really afraid. Here comes the virus from China, you know, with a Chinese premier yesterday, Jinping, he got on the microphone yesterday with a mask on. Yeah. And basically said, we fucked up. We can't, we haven't contained it. So he's like scaring everybody. And that's why <laughs> Wall Street went like all three indices See? sank Both. like a thousand points. So like, Dude, we fucked up. Right? And he goes back. Like, yeah, In the, the shit out of him. I was I was I got home from work and I'm like you know the, the headlines in China are six hours ahead and the headlines in the states are six hours behind our time here in Germany and uh, so I'm kind of halfway between getting what they said and how it affected the markets yeah and it, it sank to its lowest point the, the Dow in its 125 year history or I think it was the third lowest or the lowest that it ever sank in the short period of history oh so. you mean like just from the the actual the fat the rap, rapidity like the the, oh, really? They're they're holding. We, they're I guess they're the industry. Uh, the industry was holding their hopes. Like, okay, it's going to be good. We're going to contain this. It's not going to affect trade internationally. Crazy. We're good. We can ride this out. And then he gets on the microphone and says this damning report. Like, we actually blew it. <laughs> we we don't have a hold on this at all, Dumb. and it's way out of control. Thanks. And dude. for him to say that, this guy who's normally stoic, the Chinese <laughs> Communist Party leader, it's like, you know, we're going to iron fist protesters we're gonna do this and that we're gonna run over people in Tiananmen Square but we can't hold this virus in we we, we screwed up folks sorry it's coming your way and uh, that's where the yeah the market went like so what I, I'm looking at it right here I have what, what do we have today 26 yes so I, I'm looking on the 23rd and then it goes yeah it goes from like 29,000 area to 27 ish so so it lost 2,000 points yeah I don't know. Is, I don't follow the stock market. I, it, you probably don't need to. It's it's if you f- find. I don't have grain. a four hundred one k, but I was talking to my dad about the four hundred one k, and and so he's like, the trick is the and I get this like the tax thing is you, you don't want to pull out over a certain amount because then you're it's kind of like tax free money that you that you're pulling out. So you don't want to pull it out fast. It's in there. It's locked in there, and yeah. it's doing its thing, and it's following the Dow Jones for whatever reason, because it's some type of mutual fund, mm-hmm. this mutual funds following the Dow Jones. And, and so it's like, yeah, he's like, well, and, and like I pay, and if I'm really aggressive about it, I'll pull out maybe like a thousand bucks a month. So that's like 20, you know, 12,000 a year or something. It's nothing. Okay. Really? Yeah. You right. Know, like, or I don't know. He probably even, he probably pull out maybe 20 a year 
okay. you wouldn't and you, and you still stay in this low tax bracket right because yep. that's otherwise it, if you go up if you say like i want 60 grand this year out of my 401k then you have to pay 34 percent tax at least on yeah it, right so yeah. so it just makes sense to kind of a little bit to not let the tax bite you in the ass so so it's stuck in there and it's just gonna have to ride it out that's it yeah and, it's just, and that's but that's that's what i always hear like the real smart bankers that i've ever talked to and i just had a meeting with ours um uh yesterday and he and i always appreciate when someone's saying to me like take 20 years. he's like 20 years like i'm mm. talking we're, we're not talking about daily trading yeah we're talking like everything we're doing here is 20 years 25 years you know um, I like I'm 37, going on 37. I'm 36, going to 37, and he's like, "You're young, you know, in that sense of it, you know." Right. I, I, but when I was like 19, I was like, "Oh, by 20, by, by the time I'm 25, I'm gonna be a millionaire." Shit, yeah. Shit, you know? Hell yeah. And yeah, but it's just like oh, I think easily. But then you look back, and then I realize it's like that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, could have happened. Maybe you make it, but like, if, it, but, but even. Even then, it's like, were you thinking about investing like that? I was probably thinking more like, I'm gonna put bet it all on Tesla. You know, like you just have like a, yeah, you have like kind of a more of this idea of like you're going to Vegas and you're Bitcoin. putting it all on red Bitcoin Shit, and yeah. all the big things and all these sexy. I'm fucking the next Wall Wall Street, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street, and I got my just fucking throwing out the dollars. Sure, yeah, <laughs> and that's the dream. Yeah, and so that's like this lure that you have this emotional thing that oh, you think sure. about, and he's and he's looking at me, he's like. I'm not going to paint a sexy picture for you. It's pretty boring. I was like, well, and I even complimented them. I'm like, you know what though? We've been talking for like an hour and a half, you know? And, and I was like, I have to say, like, I've had a nice hour and a half conversation with you about pretty boring stuff. Thank you. You know? And he kind of like, he still kind of made it interesting, but it's cool. not, but if you really think about it, it's, it's kind of like, like oh, it's boring serious. as shit. Like, and it should be boring. It should be yeah. not sexy. Right. And this kind of stuff, he's <laughs> like, you know how many phone calls, like right now, I bet like people, people just are are like, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Sell, sell. And they're all like, just no, write it out. 20, yep. 20 year plan. It's going to come back. It always will. It always has. Yeah. It's never going to stay down there. It's just, it's just, and that money you can't, but if you're on a 401k and you're retiring, it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. That's scary. bad timing, you know? Cause mm-hmm. I need, I'm, I'm maybe I'm living from that, 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 you know, that extra thousand dollars is exactly what I need to, get my food and mm-hmm. hope, you know, maybe hopefully I, I don't have a mortgage anymore. You know, that's kind of the whole thing. I'm not paying a mortgage because if you're, ba- if you're paying your mortgage on your 401k right now, it's I, tricky. I, I think, um, being a token Americans in town, we always get asked these questions and, and I, um, even in Berlin, it was like the whipping boy for when Bush was in president. Was president. Like, why, for why are you having? Why do you have a war going on? He gets in the fucking East? reelected. Like, oh, yeah, like, God, I didn't four do, years. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, no, I had nothing to do with this. Um, and and uh, they're always like, oh, cap. They always come back to capitalism. And you guys do this, and you guys do that. And yeah. you're in Iraq for the gas, and you and your stock market. And I'm like, it's true. In a roundabout way, I'm thinking, okay, we go back to Greta. Yeah. And mass consumption and, and I'm like and we got four kids you have three and I have four it's like we can just say we have seven <laughs> we have a lot of kids and <laughs> together we should get honestly it's like the like. Brady Bunch um, <laughs> not bad it's it's just like okay here I've got to produce so many you know I buy groceries twice a week and we fill that fri- massive refrigerator which sucks a lot of electricity uh, full of stuff you know bread and we're doing that. yeah 
you know, who's who's to blame here? I'm like, capitalism. So I'm hoping maybe that the bigger discussions and these cruise ships getting bananas from who knows where yeah. and those those delicious grapes from Costa South Rica. Africa. Yeah, yeah, South Africa, wherever they're coming from. Maybe that triggers bigger discussions or, I don't know, yeah. I don't want to say regulation, but like, look, this is insane what we're doing and that we're subsiding on the, the waves of uh, Chinese virus and, and the Chinese premier and the American president who wants to bomb North Korea uh, back then. Yeah. They were frenemies. Yeah. And the, the market is so, it's going up and down. People are like hair trigger with their the fact that spending. That, 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 that the president can that goes on a social network and just writes something and then it like, I was talking to, the, my, to my parents-in-law right now at the party before, and you know, and we're just talking about uh, that kind of like the same thing we're talking about now. And he was just like, "I was like, isn't that so weird that like the this quote unquote most powerful man in the world, right? Yeah, goes on there like a fourteen-year-old, and yeah, just, <laughs> and just writes like, like fuck that guy. <laughs> the market goes, Ugh. yeah, and he's just like." Okay, I'm gonna go to bed now. And like, what is that? Yeah, like how could is. that be? That's another one of those things where I'm just like, I Don't. just sit there, you know. I, it, yeah, it, it's hard. To, it's hard to to just imagine that that's that's real sometimes, you know. I don't know. And if, and if we did that, you know. Oh, we like, get beaten down. Yeah, I mean. like if like if we were to, I don't know. No one pays attention to us. So I, I mean, like when I write something on Twitter, no one says anything. So that's cool too. That's kind of a cool luxury. Man, should you should use that? We should enjoy that luxury that we have that no one's listening to us. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have an account, so I'm kind of doubly yeah. insulated. Yeah, but yeah. I kind of, I kind of uh, got one. I got one a long time ago, but I noticed on there that a lot of people are on there just to kind of make themselves look good, and it's really, it's really annoying. You know, yeah. a lot of people just. This this whole thing where they just con- constantly want to, to uh, just reveal how virtuous they are, you know. And, with, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, really? That's what it's coming down to? Like that you just have to kind of show a whole bunch of people you don't even know <laughs> that you think what they're doing is unjust or yeah. is, you know, it's, it's elevator speeches and baseball cards. This is who I am. These are my stats and. Yeah, the grass is always greener on my side because. Well, even like with this little thing that we're doing here, this this podcast, which I think like uh, I've I've really like we've been talking for like uh, good no two and a half hours, bro. All right, sweet. All right. So like we definitely broke the limit for this podcast. Like I haven't been able to get over an hour and a half yet. Are you serious? Okay. But I've done everything in German, and I think like in German. It's tougher for me. I think my my language does get I, at some point like I, I get tired. Yeah. Like it's kind of like I kind of. I just say, okay, let's just stop this. Stop this. You know, even when I was talking to Franzi, we talked for an hour and a half and she's my wife, you know, did mm. <laughs> I mention that? I mentioned her a couple of times, but anyway, I was going to say like, we're sitting here, we're doing this podcast and uh, we have all these topics and it's, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to post this. We're going to edit it. We're going to post it. And we're going to, sh- all of these things, all these ideas that we're sharing, you know, everything that we're talking about, it's just, we're just going to put it out there. Cool. Know? Cool. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, should I be afraid to like to share this opinion? And the cool thing is about a podcast is there's nobody above us like whispering in our ear telling us what we should say and what we shouldn't say. True. There's no like this it's, is free speech. It's at its yours. Best. Yeah. Like and 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 I can just post it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, to get back to the Twitter thing, what I'm saying is that like the tendency, the natural human tendency would be like, well, I post I I post it on YouTube. Then I post our picture that we took, mm-hmm. and I write, you know, Mark Snow, uh, homeboy, my my lost <laughs> brother in Pazovac, right. my American brother. We, you know, we had a great conversation, and it's all authentic and it's all real. Yes. But 
at the the te- the feeling it can be that you want to <laughs> somehow like look at the comments, you know, pump what, it up. What are people saying? Sure. Ah, oh, do they like it? Do they not like it? Get do the they, bots. Do get I, the bots. Yeah, do, have the, do I get like this this self gratifying mm. feeling of like, oh, did I represent myself in this certain way? Did I bring out the, yeah. you know, and it's and it's mm. and it's one of those things. And it, and it and it and and you know and if the whole time you're thinking about it and I'm just trying to sit here and, and paint this picture of what Remington is and and then it, but in but behind this thing is like some other fucking person yeah that's you know you smell that out really fast you should be able to yeah like the bullshit uh, uh, sensor the, the float, is yeah. for us like in this kind of conversation you would totally tell right away because you can't like we're just there's no way that you would break right through that little thing that I'm trying to do yeah and, I and, would think so and. And I'm wondering if it would be like if I have like a if I have like some type of politician on here, you know, like <clears throat> yeah, if I was to actually because but the thing is, I have I'd have to ask like the kind of questions that would, you know, they would be like, well, are you going to kind of show me the questions first? Like we just kind of oh, talked yeah, about really, yeah. before we started. It was just like, what do we want to talk about? You know, kind of like two seconds. We didn't really prepare anything. We no, just kind of let it flow, you know? Yeah. And I wonder, like, if you could take a politician or take these people that have like this image in the media, and just have them sit down and just fucking bullshit with them. Like, could you do that though? Would they uh, even do it? No, I don't. I think a lot of people wouldn't do it because they don't. They don't uh, want that. That's thing. a huge like, uh, what do you call it? Town hall. You know, where they yeah. could get under fire for whatever. Or yeah, just because like, if someone that's like that's like making money for being a this figure or whatever comes on and. Uh, you know, and does says something about like or mis misspeaks even about mm. you know, then it's gonna be like, well, fuck. But it's like that's a person. Unfortunately, it's that's, just a, it's just a thing, you know. Yeah. And before, like before, we had all this media and all these videos and all these words, like you could just you would just sit there at the bar and talk shit, and no one would ever. There was no recording of it. You Isn't know? that weird? It yeah. could never like come back fifteen years later and be like, oh, you fucking said that shit like fifteen years ago. Yeah. Here it is in Twitter. You're a fucking asshole. It's like, dude, isn't that funny? Like that has no, that's a new concept in our society somehow, you know? It, it is. I mean, yeah. the, the power of like negative press or whatever, like if, if you and I were saying stuff in a bar yeah, and somebody overheard that, and, wow, they said this about that. And how could they duplicate that Twitter? You know, if somebody recorded us, put it on Twitter and said, these guys said this yeah. and wow, dislike and, and hate mail and death threats. Yeah. How could you duplicate that in the seventies? It'd be like, you'd have to write like somebody hears it. Writes it in a letter, yeah. sends that letter to twenty people in a chain mail. Yeah. Those people send it to twenty, and it like vi- goes viral in yeah. a paper way. Yeah, it just, it's it's just, totally different. It's, it's nobody would bother. They're like, why would I say I hate chain mail? I'm yeah. not going to do this. Yeah. But now everybody gets it, whether they want it or not, in their Twitter feed. Yeah. It's like Remington said this. I have to react. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I mean, I I think the 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 thing would be like. <laughs> it would it would on one end that you have to admit like it would be of course and it would be a, like a positive uh, ego boost to think that like this conversation that we had that like, kind of hit like a hit something on some other people and it kind of turned into like a big video yeah probably won't be <laughs> never know though. yeah i mean <laughs> but you know like but if it did it would be kind of like oh it's cool and i think that like if i haven't had that feeling yet you know because i've just been keeping i haven't really done any marketing for it or anything like that we just kind of just testing it out i have it's like the this is the 10th episode okay so cool we're the number we're congratulations the first, the first double digit episode. that's awesome great i feel good but yeah yeah it's a cool number but i'm just saying like 10 is not like it would be interesting to see like if we can make it to a thousand or whatever yeah you, know? you never know and and i i just 
I just don't know like if you actually do get to that point where it does kind of become this thing where it's in your head that you know that people are listening yeah right now it's kind i wonder how much you have to would have to to just like not like like discipline yourself from not looking at all those like not looking at the comments and not falling into that trap because this is the pure thing yeah and it has to stay that way you know it has to stay has to stay just you and me having a conversation drinking a beer sure because that's that's what's real and I think that's what a lot of people miss these days. I think a yeah. lot of through all this stuff that we're doing, like in our lives, we never have like I miss it. Like I was telling you that like I appreciate just having a conversation with you, man. Oh yeah, me like, too. I've wanted to do this with you ever since I, I, since I met you, and it's, it's been, been so it's long. It's been what like how long have you been in Pazzo? Two years. Yeah, this will be a third in June. See, July. So you've been here uh, almost three I'm years. I'm a lifer. Yeah, it's, you're li- we're lifers, bro. I got my tats. I got um, yeah. P town. Seriously, PW for life. You know? <laughs> PW for life. But so the, so it's taken us three years. We had we had, we went one time. We went to the villa. Yep, had a good beer. We had a good beer, and then we've seen each other here and there and had like Barbecues twenty minutes and passings and the barbecue was great. But like when the kids are around, we both know that it's not yeah. no quality conversations happening. Nope. And it just is the way it is. Yeah, the kids see you and they're like, "Oh, Remington, Daddy, stop talking." Remington, this and the Remington. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, great seeing you guys. Bye. It's like just don't kill them. Don't kill yourself. Don't hurt like, the don't Remington. Let, don't let them kill themselves. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll do it again for sure. We'll do the the uh, the house is almost done. We're congrats. We're yeah. You guys have waited that out a long time. Eight months now. A year. No, it took a year. Okay. And I don't know. I kind of thought it was going to be faster, <laughs> but a year is actually not that bad. And now, uh, like by the end of this month, we'll be we'll, like, no, by the end of March, we'll be we'll be in there. So grill season is warming up again. Okay, so we'll good. Definitely do the family grill again. Awesome. We're yeah. we're thinking about buying a house here somewhere too. I don't know yeah. where, but uh, looking at it now, going to be like a lifer. That's a real life decision in P town. It is. Buy a house. It is. Um, Claudia is not so happy about it. She, I don't think she wants to stay here forever. But I I don't know. Kind of connected to it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it works for me. I mean, it's tricky, kids. It's yeah, it's Pazavok. I don't know. It's funny that uh, it's funny that we found each other here, but I think we got to make the best of it. As long yeah. as, as long as you're still here, man, I, I'm happy that you're here. That, that's what I'm telling my <laughs> wife. We've got a good crowd of people here. It's not know. where it's not where you're at. It's with who you're. You're at. That's it. That's what friends yeah. always say. Good one. That's our way. Let's let's end it on that, huh? All right. All right Sounds bro. good. <laughs>